0: (laughs) On that note, welcome to the Risen Fallen Podcast, I'm your host Mark Hendrickson, you can hear open and authentic conversations about things like mental health, self-development, and uh, today we're going to try and get to those things, but we'll probably talk a little bit of shop, talk some current events, Uh, you guys know Hussein Aziz, he's uh, from the EYG Podcast, Everything You Got, Uh, he's been on before, if you haven't listened to those episodes, I implore you to go back and check those out, but uh What's going on, man? What are we chatting about today? There's so much shit going on right now that I'm like, oh, what are we going to talk about? We literally showed up. He showed up today. We're matching outfits. We got the same energy going
1: on. Literally, literally. Quite uh, the same black. Yeah, dude. Black on black. I asked you to put on a black hat Yeah, just to match. The only thing that's messing up is your golden ass beard. I know, I mean, dude. You got to color that up. Should not, we darken it? <laughs> Should we dye it? <laughs> yeah. I'm Should we dye it? No, we're good, man. Got a killer beer. But anything, man, uh, first off, thanks for having me on again, man. Thank you so much. I no, love coming out here, man. I love our uh, love our little sit-downs. What is this, episode number four?
0: This is the third or fourth? No, because we did two or three online.
1: I think we've done... one th- on yours. I think we did three before with you, one with me, and this would be, I guess, episode five, and then we're doing number six at my place. Fuck yeah. Here we go. Fuck yeah, yeah man. So, so um
0: what do we open up with we open up with uh there's so much shit going on there's uh um, what's new twitter files we got andrew tate going to jail we got fucking uh justin trudeau announced that uh 2023 is going to be a difficult year financially for people right there's um, right. so much shit going on man
1: what's on your mind Man, you know, having you know mentioning all of that, what's crazy is we got to talk about how, you know, what's been going on in our life since the last time we sat down. Because I think the last time we sat down was um, before, in the summertime. Yeah. And since then, we're literally like a couple days away from the new year, so this is a perfect time. This is going to air in the new year, though. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Shouldn't mention that. Yeah. But uh, happy yeah. new year to everybody. It's going to be, a, it already is, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you're like me. We're already in like new year mode. 100%. Because all the New Year's resolution, people who want to start on January 1st, like you're already late. Yeah. You're already late. The rest of the world is going. 100%. Based especially, um, and if uh, anyone who listened to your last episode with Calvin, you'd probably tell them straight to their face. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Dude. He'd, dude, he
0: wouldn't even tell him. He'd yell him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I loved it, man. I loved he, his
0: energy. He's Look, a yeller, man. I love yeah. that dude. He, I literally, I was just telling Hussein for people listening. The entire time, if you watch the video of that episode, he's so loud. He's such a powerful person yeah. that the whole time I'm like trying to find a good volume for his mic because I'm like, <laughs> dude, he's so loud, I, but they made it easy, man. He, yeah. People with that much energy are like literally just so easy to have on the podcast because yeah. you just ask one question and then sit back.
1: Right. Yeah. No, 100%. Right. 100%. It's so good. 100%. Man. You don't have to be like constantly thinking about your next three, four. I've interviewed some people where like I asked the first two questions where I was anticipating maybe like five to 10 minutes worth of conversation. And it's like 30 seconds, maybe two minutes. And I then I will go back to my sheet. This is what I used to write down all my questions. And I'm like, we're already three three questions in I only got seven more and those type of uh, those type of conversations could sometimes be a bit difficult but for the most part man it's it really is you just gotta I like your style where you just allow it to go where it needs to go
0: yeah it's always someone's like first podcast episode and like the first like uh, that's why dude doing longer episodes like doing like hour and a half hour forty minutes sometimes is like almost necessary because, like in the first like 10 to 20 minutes, especially if it's someone's first time doing a podcast, that's what it is. It's like they think it's like an interview like for a job and they're just like answer <laughs> right. like 30 seconds of an answer. And then they're like waiting for the next question. And you're right. like, it's just a conversation. Like right. just talk. Yeah.
1: Well, those type, those skills, I think, are outdated these days. Seems like most people, you know, holding up a conversation is a, is a skill nowadays. Back yeah. in the day, it's just something that you were required to have as a person, but um, but you know sometimes it takes about doing like a one hour, almost two hours. You gain some momentum. You don't. Sometimes you get momentum into the conversation about like twenty to thirty minutes in.
0: Hundred percent. Sometimes
1: that's where your best of your material comes up. Hundred percent. So just gotta let it happen. So I gotta ask you though, because I wanted to talk about um, seventy five hard. Yeah. Because that's something that you and I both did, and. Um, I just and you just finished up another round. Yeah, just that you that was round 3, man. Round 3 in, in in one year. No, no, no. So I
0: um like 75 hard for me, I use it as like a tool. It's like whenever I find myself like slipping in life, I'm like, "Yo, yes. I need to do another round of 75 hard," and then I just do it. It yes. it typically ends up being about once a year, and it's usually right. around the winter time.
1: I feel like you did two this year though, no? Mm, no. No, okay. I just did the one. I just right, right. I think
0: uh yeah, I did it. I just did the one time.
1: Right. Yeah, I did my I did mine over the summer and I found it to be the exact same thing. I did it, I jumped into it for the exact same reason that you mentioned. It's just like a tool to kind of quickly quickly kind of put yourself back into action mode really and hold yourself accountable.
0: Yeah, Yo, I'm gonna move the camera so you can
1: lean back a bit more. Much appreciated. I feel more relaxed that way. Are you? Okay. into the conversation. Well, I'm a fat Joe lead it back. Dude, I like that.
0: I like that. But yeah, man, sorry, keep going. You said you use as a tool as well.
1: Well, that's to be honest, I okay, so when I first did it, it's something that I I've known about 75 hard for a while. Like years, mm-hmm. because I've been I've been listening to the Andy Frisella podcast for for a long time. I think I've known about 75 hard for like 2 to 3 years. And it's something that I'm always like, "Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." And for 2 years I was planning on doing it. Yeah. Planning on doing it. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to do this. I'll do it then. I'll do it then." But for, you know, for whatever reason, well, we know what the reason was. I just didn't do it, you know, I yeah, was just yeah. lazy. And then my when I started it, when I started it, I had no plan, no nothing. No nothing. It was just one day. I just woke up. I remember I had downloaded the app already and I hadn't started. And it was one it was a summer morning. I got I got my first workout in super early that day at the gym at like six o'clock. And then I went to work and I'm like, hey, I got more enough time to get the second one in. Let's just do it. So I just jumped in, got all the stuff done the first day and then I started doing day two. And when I started, I'm like, there's no I don't think I'm gonna get to seventy five. I don't know if I have the fortitude to do so. But let's just see where I break let's just see where I break and then after like the first week was kind of easy second week was pretty pretty much a breeze the third week was a little bit like the mental chatter starts the fourth week was the week where I was like I found myself wanting to quit the most <laughs> I was like all stuff comes up you know what I mean think life happens you're like oh, I shouldn't but that but once you commit to the fourth week you've kind of really increased your chances of coming all the way to the end and I I kind of surprised myself by getting it done I did.
0: Yeah, I always um the all three of the times that I did it, I find the exact same experience. I start the I start 75 hard off thinking I'm a bad motherfucker, dude. <laughs> like that's literally I start every time. I'm like I'm so fucking rock solid. This is so sick. Right. And then by the f- end of the first week, I'm like I'm so fucking sore. Yeah. Cuz dude, the thing is, so the first time I did it, Right. I was like I would do and my fitness level was worse so i was i would do like walks or yoga classes as my workouts Uh, this last time i did it Mm. there was like literally no compromise i was like i'm gonna use physical tests to test my brain because i know that my body's gonna want to give up so i my first workout was always running right and then my second workout was either weights or a jujitsu class and so, like, it was literally brutal. My body by the end of the first week was fucked, Fuck.
1: <laughs> and
0: and then it just felt that way for the rest of the time. Like, it just never went away, and and then it got for to the, the
1: whole p- two and a half months. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, it felt it felt fucked because I work in construction too, so it's not like I get a break. Like, it's literally just Bro, like wake up. You're right, man. I I wake up, run for forty five minutes, and then I'd come home, eat my first meal, and then go to work. Work for fucking eight hours Where right. I'm like literally like like There was days where I'm like digging for eight hours Straight or like fucking carrying Lumber or like cause I'm a carpenter Yeah And then get home lift weights or go to jujitsu, and then read Do the rest of my shit like I'm chugging Water I'm like literally I beat the hell out of my Body man yeah
1: same same <laughs> I you're totally right Cause I I you I mean construction's pretty Intense I've done like I've done it I did general labor work for one month For one month And that was it I was like this is not for me man Because <laughs> I mean, you're just As a general Like the carpenters You have a little bit more status On the job site When you're just a general laborer I was like 23 at the time where I was a kid And I noticed like A lot of the older guys That were carpenters They were just like That's a young body You know what I mean He's a general laborer They just tell you to do shit Carry those bags of concrete Oh my gosh man Can I tell you the worst story dude There was this dude on. He's like There was Seven 12 foot logs 14 yeah. foot logs or whatever they were huge and they're on the second floor and he, the guy's like uh, I'm gonna get you for the next first part of the morning I need these on the seventh floor <laughs> there's no elevator and he's like oh yeah right and he's like I'll show you how to do it so the first one that he did we did them together he took one I took one he's like see not too bad it was you know I could get it done it was heavy though and then so I do it I get him onto the seventh floor and he's like hey bro I actually need them on the fifth All right, we move to the fifth. Then he tells me he needs him on the fourth. And on that day, I almost quit, but I was so desperate for money. It was one of those um, labor ready jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so de- I we was hire a, those guys much. T- yeah, too. you're just a peasant. When they, like nobody has respect for you from a labor ready dude. <laughs> you come with your like you know makeshift construction boots and all that stuff. <laughs> and, like, I was like, I'm like, like styrofoam this styrofoam lunchbox, because oh, <laughs> I'm like this is not real. That period of my life must have been probably some of the worst times. I felt like in my mind, but it built the most amount of my character, honestly. Yeah, I, c- I would never trade it. it was one month? It's actually it's on uh, where I worked. The job site was on Oak and Oak and Forty First. There was like the seniors' home that we were building.
0: Dude, and I actually dude. So you remember the couch that I used to have? Right. The one that was in here and it was at my apartment too. We filmed on it. Right, right. I got that couch from that seniors'
1: home. I'm not even joking. Get you. the hell out I'm of here! Dead serious. <laughs> I know the exact <laughs> one you're talking Yo, bro, about, bro. I man, it's, so it's like it, divine, divine, like timing or whatever. But I almost, I had to. Couple close calls on that job site because I went to go use the porter potty at the top floor. Yeah, and the guy who the, the guy who was like they were they were taking it down from the crane, oh, and the no. dude didn't check to see if anyone's inside. Oh, no, right? And I'm in there doing my business, you know, and I'm just hearing like top just like loud chains and stuff, and I'm like, hey, and the guy can't hear me, so I'm like, okay, seriously, something's clearly going on. I better get out of here. Yeah. So I click, I quickly do my thing, and I I step out. The moment I stepped out. The guy's like he's given the thumbs up for the porter party to be picked up and be dropped Holy. down. He's like and he saw me, he's like, Holy shit, man. He's like, Yo, dude. He's like I'm like, What do you mean, yo dude? Well, <laughs> that's your job. You know what I mean? It clearly I had it locked.
0: Talk about like, a shitty ride. Man. Oh <laughs> That's brutal. No, dude, like, but um But
1: anyway, seventy five. We we're talking about seven hard. Seventy five hard.
0: Uh before I get to that, I was yeah. gonna say though, dude, construction and those types of jobs where you just like, man, that is the most humbling thing in my life literally is working in construction because the amount of times that you fuck things up, and the amount of times that people yell at you, bitch at you, uh, like fucking either coworkers or homeowners or customers, like like bosses, anything like that, it is the most humbling job because it's like, everybody's got like this alpha male kind of energy and you just have to shut the fuck up and, and eat just do shit. it. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. eat shit. You just
1: got to eat. Cause they all tell you like, we've all done it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's this seniority thing on yeah. the job site. Everyone's got to do their time in different levels, I guess, but Dude, you're right. You got to just, I get home
0: from, I get home from construction sometimes and people like bitch to me about their problems of work of like things that they had to do. And I'm like, man, my hands are literally bleeding. <laughs>
1: like, I don't yeah, know what yeah. to
0: say like man, I man. feel sorry for you sorry right. like I don't know what to say like
1: and honestly I don't think people get enough respect for doing those jobs like we don't we kind of just in society in general we don't respect enough of the individuals men and women that are willing to stand on the side of the road or stand outside in the rain getting there. these are the people that keep your life functioning I was going to say they they don't respect you
0: until they need something fixed like I I get that all the time where like People kind of like I. I don't really have anybody around me that looks down on me or anything like right, that because right. I just don't keep that kind of company. But like it, it's so funny how much you're appreciated though when they need you.
1: A like hundred little things. A hundred percent. They're
0: like, oh, my light switch doesn't work. I'm like, dude, that's 100%. the simplest fix ever. Right. Like, it's just like little things like that where when you're needed,
1: people. Are you're like, the hero. Whoa, you know how to do that, right? Dude, it's <laughs> the easiest thing to, for me. Right? Like electricians and stuff that come in. And you're right. They don't. But, you know, something interesting you said, like you don't really have people around you that kind of look down on you or pull you down for the work you do. It's interesting because I come from an immigrant family and labor work and, you know, trades in general was seen as like work that's like. You're better than that. Like, my parents were always like, you know... We Dude,
0: I grew up thinking that. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do what my family does. Like, I don't want to yeah. do... Because my... Like, all the guys in my family work for my dad.
1: Right, right.
0: And I would... I grew up as a teenager doing what you said. Like, working, like, general labor. Like, I wasn't a carpenter. I would just literally be their bitch. Right. In summer break from high right. school. And I grew up thinking, like, I don't want to be like this forever. I don't want to fucking do this. This is brutal. Right. And uh, it took me going to other careers to be like, I'd rather fucking lift shit all day than (laughs) fucking sit in an office. (laughs) Like, I want to learn better skills so I can make
1: money moving. Like, that's what I want to do.
0: 100%.
1: 100%. But I I think my month of doing labor work was made much more difficult in my own brain because just growing up and being told. That you're just less than as a result because of this career choice. Like, mind you, it was I just did it because I needed money? But I felt like I had just failed in life. Like this was the bottom of bottom for me. Yeah. Like I'm out. I'm not in an office. It's not. You know, it's it's cold outside. Like all my lunches are cold every day. You know what I mean? Like it's just you come home just beat up, and I felt like I was in the bottom of bottom. But really, I think if I just had a better attitude about my days. Not only would it have been easier, I probably would have gained a lot more perspective and knowledge in a much shorter period of time. Like, now when I ref- reflect on it now, man, I wouldn't trade that time for anything. But at that time, it was, like, the most brutal thing ever. Yeah. But it just, it just needed a little atti- attitude shift. And it came from, like, I think just being, like, coming from an immigrant family, coming to Canada. Like, you, your parents constantly tell you, like, you know, we want you to do better than we have. We don't want you to be working in construction or these, th- these jobs that are less than... But now when I look back on it, man, I'm like, if I took a trade at a young age and you start making money right away and you make good money, you save, you do it right. And all the skills and like the humbling that goes on, you probably end up like I would if I have a kid one day, please blast, you know, I totally recommend it to a son or a girl, you know, whoever.
0: Yeah. For me, I kind of had a similar experience that way. Like I grew up like uh, like I said, I grew up just doing labor for my parent or for my dad and um yeah i I remember the first summer that I worked with them. I was thirteen years old, and they were doing an addition onto the front of a house in Vancouver, and they had to upgrade the water main. so like the the water pipe that comes from the city to the house mm-hmm. had to be like enlarged like it wasn't big enough to meet code right because uh, they upgrade every single year, like what the recommend or what the uh, requirements are. Mm-hmm. And so I had to dig a trench that was three feet deep. And, like, wide enough that they could work on the pipe right. and replace the whole thing right. from the house to the sidewalk. So that's what I did for eight hours. Is wow. Just, just digging a trench. 13. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Digging a
1: trench at 13. Yeah. I dug trenches, man. They're just... It's, it's, yeah, dude. And, it's, like, one of the
0: worst. And everyone else has, like, a skill. Like you said, everyone else has a skill. So they're, right. like, cutting lumber and framing houses. Yeah, and yeah. And they're, like, okay, well, someone has to dig. And you're the only one without a skill that can't do anything else. <laughs> yes. yeah. So so I'm digging. And that was like the first summer that I worked. I got like my bank account so that I could get paid. I was right. stoked. And then I started working and I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. This fucking sucks. Like right. All my other friends either aren't working or... Or they're working at like fucking McDonald's or they're working oh, and, like man. I'm fucking bleeding. <laughs> I'm literally bleeding. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. And I did it like when I was a teenager. And then I got a job, like I got a retail job. I worked in restaurants. And then I fucked off from construction. I worked in the gyms. And then after a while, I was like I kind of changed my perspective on it. The lockdowns happened and I was like, I'm go I think I'm going back to construction. And my mindset shifted because I was like, wait, everyone else got told they can't work. And I saw my dad under a new light because I was like, this guy literally built his own business just by learning skills. Right. And so like it started to shift from like uh, seeing myself work in construction for the rest of my life to like, if I learn enough right now, I can run a business.
1: Yes. Yes. And I
0: understood like the entrepreneurial side of it. It's like, wait. I don't have to make an hourly wage later. Right. I'm doing it now to eat shit. But if I learn enough, then I can
1: just make a business out of this. 100%. 100%. Because you, I mean, this doing construction work, heavy labor, it's not the type of work where you can do all the way to 65 and not have at least replace some of the labor work Along the way. I think it just beats up the body way too much. And that's why you see you probably, like, you have a lot of attrition. You usually want younger guys in there and whatnot. But I can tell you my experience with it was um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Wouldn't trade for the world. I did two two, two, uh, or three of them, really. My first ever job, I was, like, in high school, grade nine or whatever, a summer job. I had to do, I had to move 400 bricks from the backyard to the front yard in, like, nine hours. And on that day, I remember what gloves were for. It was like I was a kid. But, like, I still remember that day specifically, like how much it taught me, man. Just, like, I was going in there, and I was going to get 50 bucks at the end of the day. I think she gave me 40 bucks or something like that. And I was there for, like, nine hours. <laughs> and I had a lunch with me, and I ate by myself. You know, did the whole work by myself. And it was such character building. And I really appreciate my parents letting me go out there and just learn and discover. I had to bus out there myself. i would never busted that far in my life. I went from, like... Vancouver to Burnaby, up yeah. to just by Burnaby Mountain, met the lady. It's very nice, and that was like the beginning process of like character building. You know what I mean? For me, and at that age, like the dream job, like you mentioned, it went for me. Like the dream job was McDonald's, because some of my friends were hired. They're like, oh man, they're inside. You know what I mean? And they're like have to joke around and so stuff. Get to hang out. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. There's like there's like organized breaks and shit, and uh, so I and then I got hired at McDonald's. And then after that, everyone else upgraded to retail. And they started to go to, like, Foot Locker or Sports Check. That was the dream job for me then. I was like, yo, no more grease. You don't smell. You know, you just hang around all day, stand at a nice place. And I could, ne- I just, it took years for me to manage to get a retail job. But when I did get it, I felt so proud. I was like, man, I was one of those yeah. one of those stupid blue vests from London Drugs. That was my <laughs> first job on Broadway. But uh, honestly, if, I think working at a young age was probably much more valuable to me than sitting in class. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. That was. I mean, some people might say differently, but being out in the world, learning a job, and just learning how the like the economy works really live with your own eyes was much more productive for me than sitting in a class and failing. Because I, I really like... I, I went to school for sports, man. That's really what I... And sports and hanging out yeah. with my friends.
0: Yeah, I'm the exact same. I remember it, it's funny because not even just like uh, construction... Like, uh, my first job where I wasn't working for my dad was when I was in grade 11, and um, I was like, man, I don't want to fucking work uh, construction this summer, and I was like, but I got to make money so I can buy, like, I, I wanted new rugby boots, I wanted new hockey gear, I wanted, you know, I was like, I need to make money. Yeah. And so, like, four of my friends worked at Value Village in Richmond. And I was like, dude, I don't even have to wait for the summer. I can just bus to Value Village after school, and I can work nights there as well. Like, I can start working now. Right. Make money, and by the time the summer comes around, I can fucking party, because I'll have money. Like, it'll be so sick. Right. So, we get jobs. Like, my buddy puts in a good word for me. I go in. I apply. They pretty much hire me just off of his good merits, and I'm like, fuck yeah so it's like five of us from our rugby team right working at value village and it was an absolute gong show (laughs) it was a fucking shit (laughs) show. but um did your parents ever give you allowance when you were a kid dude okay so allowance i was given allowance but it was based off of basically like work like so like if i did dishes I, i well i had to mow the lawn i had to like fucking um shovel like Shovel shit outside because we always had dogs. So I right. always had to shovel shit. I had to rake leaves, like just like shovel snow, little things like that. But uh, I was always a little bit of an entrepreneur because I used to ask my dad, I'd say, Dad, can I borrow your lawnmower? And I would just go around this neighborhood. And I would fucking knock on my neighbor's door. I'd be like, yo, I'll mow your lawn for five bucks. Right. And then that's how I used to buy video games as a kid. Right. <laughs> like my Dude. GameCube games. That that's how I bought my GameCube games. That's fucking awesome.
1: Because I had a similar store. I had to borrow one. because we didn't have a lot more. Yeah. But I remember just being me. I didn't have shoes. And my parents couldn't afford to buy me, like, nice shoes. Right. For basketball. Mm-hmm. For the season. I got made fun of one year. In grade eight. Because I had, like, cadet shoes on. Yeah, yeah. And we got those shoes at Value Village. Because I never went to cadets, right? Right. You get the pair of shoes. They're a nice pair of shoes, man. They're pretty rugged, but they weren't basketball shoes. So I'm like, so in the summer of grade eight, I'm like, okay, I need to get myself some shoes. And I tried, I tried the mowing the lawn stuff, which I did, I mean, with relative success. But then eventually I found this um, carpet company that was run by a couple immigrants, you know, so they were willing to take underage labor. Because legal age is like fifteen, right? But I was under. Yeah, yeah. But they they liked the way that I work. Like I showed up, and they're like, "Do you have any friends that are willing to work?" I'm like, "Don't even ask me twice." How many do you need? Yeah. And I went back to school. I told all my buddies, I'm like, "Yo, fifty bucks a day. Who's in?" That's sick. Yeah. And every Sunday for like three, four years in high school, every Sunday. Me and my butt—it didn't even feel like work. We would all to just church, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we'd go all around the city. They would do like these carpet auctions, and we'd set up and take down carpets and heavy carpets, all kinds of carpets. Where we would unload a van and set it up for the day and set it back. And lunch, we were like just hanging out, having a good time. And eventually, I had enough money to buy my first car in like grade twelve. Fuck yeah, dude. yeah. And I got my—I got a Honda Accord, white. It's like the best, best thing ever, man. I, yeah, case, I became yeah. somebody in school finally. Well, people use me for lunches, really. Yeah, Yo, you wanna go to KFC? You'll be my friend, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's gangster, dude. I didn't get a car in grade twelve. I couldn't get one, man. I was partying so much. I literally I just drank and did drugs. That's it. I was such a <laughs> fucking loser, dude. So.
1: I um I never I never experienced that life at that age. At at all. All. My parents would just I mean, I just really respected my dad's authority and my parents' authority. They were just like they were Honestly, like I think my parents did a really a good job with that. And in high school, like on weekdays and weeknights, nothing. Like if you have if I pl- if I played on the basketball teams, I would tell them what my practices are or what time they finish, and they would be like at the door to see what I would enter. Yes, I mean I I got to go out for prom, but that was like a pretty big like you know life event. But I was like, all right, fine, you know this one night, but. um... In school, nothing, man, nothing. They, you, you were not allowed because my parents know school finishes three forty-five. Yeah. Why are you home at five? Why are you home at four thirty? Yeah. And I think that was when I was a kid. I didn't understand it. I didn't like it at all because I'm like all these other kids. Like you know, some of these, some of my friends they were out to like eight or nine. Yeah. I'm like, don't you have parents? Yeah. <laughs> Do you parent? Like they don't care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I, I think I really appreciate the structure that it
0: gave me. Dude, like 100%. A you're a better man for it, for sure. I fucking pissed my life away for years, man. And then I had to learn through that. But. Well, I don't
1: know if it's... I mean, is it pissing it away? If you learn through it, is it really pissing away?
0: Yeah, it just... Uh, it's um,
1: it's a longer education. That's yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not to say I didn't learn those lessons later in life. You know what I mean? But uh, I think in, I, these days, I, I, my parenting, my parents would be seen as crazy strict. Yeah. But I think, but when I was growing up, that was quite common, especially among like, the immigrant kids. Yeah, like if you, unfortunately, it was it was generally the white kids that were allowed to be out. Fucking whiteies, <laughs> the,
0: <laughs> the fucking whiteies. You can say it. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, you can. you can say it. Of I course. give you permission. Cracker, just reverse racism over here. <laughs> oh yeah. my, that's just racism.
1: Yeah, no, it's I. You know, okay, let's shift the conversation. Are we done with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into some racism stuff. No, I'm kidding. No, no. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I I wanted to get back on the 75 hard just briefly because that's where was this was going. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry. I just I wanted to ask you like when you did your when you did your 75 hard Mm -hmm. or the three times that you have done it, Mm -hmm. did you feel like you did you learn more about yourself or did you learn more about like doing 75 hard what it takes. To do all these things? Like, what was, what was, what was the most beneficial thing out for you? You think just doing it? Because you said you did it just because you felt like you're slipping. Mm-hmm. Like the first time you did it when you came out of it. Like, what was it like?
0: The first time, like I said, the first time I kind of gave myself. Not that I compromised. Like I, I was, um, pre, I was pretty strict with myself. Like in terms of like, yeah, I completed it. But I was just kind of mindlessly kind of ticking the boxes. Like I was just like, okay, right. these are the things I have to do today, and I'm gonna do them. And then when I had finished, something felt weird within me, and then I kind of thought, um, you know, I don't think I did it with the right intent. I think I was just doing it just to do it, just so I right. could say that I did it. Right. And, uh, I mean, if anyone completes it, and even if they do it that way, then it's like, fuck, you still did something that, like, 1% of the world, I think, would, would never, possibly yeah. even attempt. Right. But, um I knew I just kind of still had a bone to pick with it. Like I was like kind of still had a chip on my shoulder. So I went back and did it the second time and I was more strict with myself. And then the third time coming back doing it, I was like, okay, this time I'm going to journal like every fucking day and I'm going to do every single thing on the list with the purest intent. So when I'm going in to the gym or when i'm going to lift weights or anything like that like i'm not texting between sets i'm dedicating 45 minutes no matter how busy i am no matter how many people i have to reply to no matter how many instagram posts i have to make for the podcast like it's just like f- this is my 45 minutes the world's shutting off i'm dedicating this 45 minutes to bettering myself mm-hmm. and so i did it with i i believe more pure intent that way right and Especially this time because I was so strict with it and I was so I I literally I told myself I'm like I'm just gonna beat the shit out of myself for two and a half months it's two and a half months like I've lived so I've lived 27 years now of just fucking having fun I think I can do two and a half months of beating the shit out of myself right you know what I mean like I was like that's the way I told myself this was the second time this was my third time doing it
1: oh okay right
0: right and so doing it this time there, there was actually a realization again yesterday where the way it's impacted me so much is, for example, um, one of the things I do all the time is I'll take my laundry out of the, the dryer and I do my laundry at night. So I'll take my laundry out of the dryer and I'll throw it all on my bed like there's laundry on my bed right now. Right. And a lot of the time I'll finish up all my work for the day. I'll neglect the little things like that. And I'll be like, oh, I'll fucking do it later. I got to do this. I got to work on that, whatever. And then I get to the end of the night and I'm like, I got to go to bed now. And I'll just fucking throw the clothes like back in a laundry, hamper on yeah. the floor or whatever. And right. I'm like, I'll fucking do it later. And the other day I was writing in my journal and I was writing about kind of the issues that I've dealt with. Um, in regards to addiction or behaviors I'm not proud of, things like that. And I realized I'm good at prioritizing the things that other people see or the things that I can deem to be important, like my work or my workouts, but I still skip on little things like that. Right. Or like I'll leave dirty dishes in the sink. Right. Or little things like that. And so for me, 75 hard was kind of a transformation in my mind of when I I can tell, when my brain is trying to compromise and when i'm trying to um just bitch out a shit that i don't want to do and right. all, and dude like i think you and i have talked about this before but like we're good salesmen
1: and okay. i'm not talking
0: like you and i i'm yeah. saying like human beings are fucking good at sales right and people don't think they're good people will be like well i'm not good at sales i'm not good at sales but how many times do you sell yourself on fucking not doing your best? Because you're like, oh, I don't have to do that little thing because someone else will take care of it or no one else is gonna notice, or I can just do it tomorrow, I can just put it off. Like we are the best at selling ourselves on shit that we shouldn't be doing and justifying it so that we actually somewhat feel good about it in the moment, Right. but it sabotages self-esteem and self-confidence in the long run, and we all know it.
1: That's so interesting. That you say that, because Mike, I I got a question for you as a result. Then is it is it because we're such good salesmen, or is it also because we're just really good at buying bullshit?
0: It's both, right? Because the issue is, dude, is that you know your own weakness better than anybody else, right? And so you know, like it's like. It's like, you, like sometimes, like when you're in a sales position, you kind of know the hot buttons. Mm-hmm. And so, like as a salesperson, if I'm selling to you, mm-hmm. if I say something and you start talking a lot, and you get excited. I'm like, oh, I hit the hot button. So right. I'm just gonna keep hitting that button until the excitement dies. Then I'm gonna try and find a new one, right? And sell emotionally, right? Right, right. But you know where your own hot button is, right? So you can sell yourself on shit so easily because you know how to convince yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so not only are you the best salesman for yourself, but you're also your own best customer for your own bullshit.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, that's a, it, it's, it's a great analogy, by the way. I think it's, it, it, people can totally understand it because we're all consumers of the world. You know what I mean? You burn. And I used to see, I, I shouldn't say I used to see it the same way. I still do. But I think now I understand it to be a bit more of a, it's a, it's more than a two part, two part like scenario. It's more so like a, just like how you have when you're selling. When you're selling and buying, you're participating in an economy, like some sort of commerce. And we all have our internal, our own internal economy. And as much as we can sell ourselves on some stuff and buy into stuff, there's also a currency that we have within, within us. And if you don't have enough currency to go and buy the things that you need within yourself, you're going to buy the cheaper. You're going to always, you're going to just end up spending money, you're spending your own personal currency on all the cheaper stuff, like the cheaper habits. Mm-hmm. It takes some time to actually save up some currency within to purchase a bigger move in your life. For example, like, and I, this is not like huge, but just if you just trickle it down to like, you're talking about your laundry, right? That's slightly more expensive. It needs a little bit more currency within you than buying it's a lot cheaper to purchase okay well you know what i'll just do it tomorrow or maybe i'll have a bit more currency to buy that tomorrow and i've come to realize like you have to know what is my own like what is my own bank account like internally is it constantly check to check to check and i'm just because if you're constantly going from check to check to check you're buying all the cheap shit within you your cheap habits that keep your life cheap to keep all of your relationships cheap, it doesn't allow you to, you know, buy into a bigger, into a bigger life. Really, I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: yeah, like if if you're like you're saying, like currency, like the is energy, right? Is that what you're saying? Like so? yeah,
1: I would I would say that our currency is our attention. Our attention is our is our biggest currency, and the thing is, is because. Just like, you know when you go to sell someone, you can be the greatest salesperson, but if the person sitting across from you doesn't have the money to buy it, what are you doing? Put them on a payment plan. What if they can't even afford that? You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was a good salesman. Man. No, but I think yeah, a lot Yeah, what of- if you don't have that? But certain things you can't put on a plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you just you, some things you just need to buy cash. Yeah. The Big things in life, you know what I mean. Things are really worthwhile. I guess they're just, you know, if you have it, you can just put it down. You feel better about yourself too. And, th- and I'm not really big on payment plans. But that's the thing, dude. <laughs> that's the thing is like putting
0: shit off like that, like saying, "Oh, I'm gonna do that tomorrow." Is putting everything on a payment plan. I
1: think. Yes, exactly. You know right? what? Well, shit. Yeah, that's totally right.
0: And then, and then your fucking bills stack up, stack up, stack up, and you're like, "Why do I owe this much right now?" And, and it's like, "Oh, you put everything on tomorrow."
1: And month after month, you're defaulting. Right, defaulting on your life. You know what I mean? And you feel like you need to go and maybe ask for loans and whatnot. Like, who's got this? And I think that's when people start to look outside and try to... This is the equivalent of always going to seek advice. Like, we are in the advice economy these days. Mm -hmm. Everybody, especially with social media, everybody's got advice for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right? And everyone's buying advice. They're just taking cheap-ass advice. When really, like, the answer is whatever you're looking for, man. My thing has always been it's within. Yeah, within you have the answer. Right. Which kind of ties back to the 75 heart that we were talking about. That's one of the things that I learned doing it. You know what I mean? You talked about like doing it with intention. When I did it after like a week, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, let's fucking do it. Mm -hmm. And so I made it. I purposely kind of chose the things that I knew that I was struggling with the most. Mm-hmm. So for diet, was the one that I struggle with like my whole life. It's my biggest weakness. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, okay, if we're gonna do it, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna choose as the diet here? Because you get to choose on the program. So I'm like, okay, we're just, no sugars, no sugars whatsoever. Like, I, I cut out sugar, I cut out all fast food, all junk food, and all foods had to be whole. And I'm lit, like, and I have to cook myself. I've never done this before. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm setting myself up to fail. Yeah. Like I'm really, like, I'm really I'm like I want to push myself. And that's why I was like, you know, I'm just gonna see how far I can go with it. And I was surprised that I got through it. But I made it very difficult that way. And all the workouts were all my workouts were one had to be inside the gym with some intense, intense heavy lifting to the point where I tore my shoulder apart in the last week. Fuck yeah. I was done. I was done. Like it was I can hear it cracking and I knew I'm like I'm probably tearing something up in there, but I had like five or six days left. And I totally did the David Goggins thing. Where I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna go with him. I'm like, that guy ran on broken legs. You're gonna put the dumbbell down because you got a little pain in your shoulder. Come on, bitch. Boom. Boom. And then when we were done, bro, I couldn't I had to put my shoulder in a sling.
0: Dude, that's the thing. I I'll say this, man. I know so many people and I was that that was the first time I did it as well. I had this same mindset. And right. before I say this, I don't know why I fucking end up having to say this every single episode. I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to me for medical advice. Because you don't want to get sued. Yeah, but <laughs> that being said, right. for um, 75 Hard, people are like, oh, I need to think of this as something like longevity. I need to think of this as like, um, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to be... and And that's a great way to look at it if you want to look at it like that. Right. But for me, I thought of it as I am going to push myself. Yes. I am going yes. to make... I'm going to make myself want to quit and then not do that. Yes. So I, that's why I was running every single day. My hips were so fucking jacked up. like right. I couldn't sit properly. 100%. Sitting down was uncomfortable because my hips and knees were so fucked. Right. There was days where I'd go to bed and I'd lay in bed and my legs were twitching. Oh, and I'd shit. be like, I can't, I can't fucking do this another day. Right. And I would be like. I can do it. I can fucking do Boom. this. Yeah. Like, I can fucking yeah. do this. That's I'm just going to do it fucking one more day. Just one more fucking day. And that's the thing that, you, like, when you talk about your shoulder, like, most people would have been like, dude, why would you do that to yourself? And my first thought I was, fuck saying, yes. yeah, Fuck yes, dude. Yeah, yeah. My, Because that is the mental fucking, gr- like, fortitude that you do 75 hard to get.
1: Right. Right. 100%. I have people like, well, you're not going to get a new shoulder. You know, that was and that stuff starts to seep into your mind a little bit. You do become a little like, holy shit, am I really like damaging myself? But I would just remind myself, I didn't do this to work out. I didn't do this to eat better. I've always had seasons in my life where like, you know, I'm not in terrible shape. You know, I've been working out for ages. I can work out. This isn't about going to the gym. This is about coming face to face. With that weakness inside of you, and finally, for one moment in your life, just that split second decision, where you have to make it over and over again, where you're like, you are no longer in control. Yeah. That other, that weaker side of you, and I don't know about you, but on the last day though, I, I purposely made it so that my last workout was like um, a cardio one, and I just, and I came into the end, and I'm like, man, I actually, I'm, I was so, I was like, really, I had this like sense of pride that I hadn't had in like ages that I couldn't even remember when I find it was a quiet moment. I was by myself. It was like 11 o'clock at night in a random park. To, uh, and I came to the end of the 45 minutes and I finished my cardio walk. And like you said, my hips and everything was just jacked. But when I finished, I I can't even tell you why. I just put my hands up in the air. Fuck I, I didn't even know why. I didn't, it just felt freaking good. Fuck and that. I had like the right music going. And When I had that feeling, I'm just like, I'm not going to forget this feeling. Fuck yeah. not going to forget this feeling because it's just a reminder of what's possible. In that moment, I'm like, yo, I can do whatever I can put my mind to. And it had been years since I've actually felt that way about myself. Fuck yeah. That was a victory lap that I couldn't even, like, couldn't imagine. Mm -hmm. And so I totally, I mean, and then people ask, like, do you recommend doing it? I don't know, man. I don't know. If people, if you are asking someone, hey, should I do this? You're already like you're already in behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? You got to know within what you need in your life. No one knows what you need in your life. You know what I mean? Nobody knew that I needed to go through this. I just need to make a decision. And I had some people like you know mention, hey, we should do this together next time. We can do it together. Like, and I'm just like, this is such a personal thing. You My need to do it on your own. You can't go go into war with yourself by yourself. In the dark, you know what I mean.
0: My my first time doing it, dude. I uh, did it with I think two or three other buddies. Right. I was like, "Yo, we'll all start doing it. We'll make a group chat. and We'll be able to support each other while we do it. Like, Bullshit. we got this, man." Yeah. Within the first fucking ten days, every one of them dropped off, <laughs> and I fucking deleted the group chat. Yeah. And I'm like, "Have fun, boys." Yeah. I'm yeah. fucking going
1: because you can't. It, have you read the David Goggins book? The um. Not the new one. The, the, I, I the can't first one. Hurt me. Yeah, yeah, can't hurt. Remember yeah. when he talks about the boats? And Who's that, gonna carry the fucking boats? Right. Yeah. And but when he went in for a second time after his first injury, he was like, "I can't focus on," you know kind of like comforting and babysitting people through this one like I needed to get through it myself Mm -hmm. and that is that's because sometimes when you formulate the group and you join a group when you see someone fall out it might influence you to do the same yeah because you're seeing you're comparing oh if that person did it then you know it must be really hard that's what your chances of getting through it might be better if you just go on your own 100% because you're not seeing anybody fall out you don't know your own inner strength yeah I recommend you just do it on your own get the app just run with it I I mean don't even tell people that you're doing it I even like posting it on instagram either i just kind of did it because i'm like you know it says do you want to make an ig post i do it every two weeks just post it up i know you did the dailies to show the consistency
0: yeah yeah, I sh- I wanted to – and there was a couple people that actually started it They're that are doing it strong, that messaged me because they were like, I fucking started this because I saw you posting it. And right. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And they still post it daily. So I don't know if they're doing it 100%. But, right, right. But like, I'm like, fuck yeah, guys. Like I. Right. But I do caution people now. The thing is, dude, I've seen so many people attempt it and then drop it that I caution people now. And I tell them – like, and it's kind of – for, for the right person, this is a motivating message to hear. But for the wrong person, it will tell them not to do it. And then they don't. And that's great for them. But the message I tell people now is if you start this and you fail, you will not forgive yourself until you complete it. Yeah. Because you're going to know yes. that the only reason you failed was because of you. I, I do. I was thinking about this last night and uh, I was gonna write it on a post-it note. I'm gonna write it right now, hold on. I'm gonna write it on a post-it note and put this on my mirror. It's live. But I I, I thought of this last night is putting this on my mirror is, um, you're looking, you're looking at the cause and the solution to your problems.
1: Yes. Yes, let's talk about that.
0: Hold on, I've got to finish writing this.
1: 100%.
0: I don't know if it's going to fit. My writing's terrible. But uh, I'm going to stick this on my fucking mirror. because. uh, So for those of you just watching, or for those of you just listening, I just fucking wrote this down on a post-it note. You're looking at the cause and the solution to your problems. And I'm sticking this on my mirror tonight because... It's so insane how and and I do this too, man. That's the thing is that's why I'm putting it on my mirror. It, it's how we literally cause our own problems and then we look like and this ties into perfectly what you were saying. We look outside ourselves to find the solution. Like like I'm like, oh, if I talk to Hussein tonight and I tell him about my issue, he'll tell me the problem. And what that does to us is it gives us an out, it gives us an excuse. It tells us, hey. I can try whatever he says, and if it doesn't work, it's not my fault because I tried my
1: best, and right. it was just bad advice. Right, right, yeah. That I mean, it's so you know. You mentioned the um, like you, you said you came to that realization after the third run. Yeah, right. I had just doing it the first, the first time. I had three truths that just came to me that are they're like they're ingrained in my mind now they're like the they're almost philosophies that i live by and the three and one of them was that i learned that and the way i look the way i said is like you are the solution only if you can admit that you're the problem yeah the solution is not available to you if you can't see that you're also the problem yeah because it's it's two sides of the same coin type of situation right the other one that I would say is like I learned that time is a complete illusion. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And when when I say that, people got kind of like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? I had somebody mention, like, okay, so if I just show up to work tomorrow an hour late, my boss like, hey, I can't just be like time is an illusion. It's like, yes, you're right. You can't do that. Yeah, there's an agreed-upon structure that we all have. Yeah, which is you, you live in the three-dimensional world, right? You have a job. You do these things in the three-dimensional world. You want a house in the three-dimensional world. Like, yeah, you got to live by... The the rules and structure of that world But there is a place that exists Beyond all of this It's within And when you push yourself When you're pushing yourself Over a period of time For like two and a half months in this case But it doesn't even have to be that much You will begin to see them for yourself You need to see them for yourself No one can teach you these things I can kind of put them into words I can say some words to you But you won't be able to see it Just like when I say it Something like What does that even mean? How is time even an illusion? It's a complete illusion. It doesn't really even exist. I think it's seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Really, sun comes up, sun goes down. Sun don't know it's seven thirty. You know what I mean,
0: dude. The 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 biggest proof that I know that what you're saying is true that time is an illusion and that we it's it's kind of really trippy. That dude, the easiest way to explain how time is an illusion is this. This is something that everyone fucking understands perfectly. A fucking minute of you and I talking right now. Feels a hundred percent different than a minute of when you're on the fucking stairmaster or when you're on the fucking treadmill. Right, hundred percent. When you're enjoying <laughs> yourself and you're locked in, like you're right. like headphone. Like the reason I put this headphone, the headphones on, is so that I can hear when you're talking, so I don't cut you off. Right. But it's also because it shuts out all the other noise. Yes. And then I'm locked into this conversation. Hundred percent. And then I look and I'm like, holy shit, it's been fifty minutes already. Right. That's nuts, right? But fifty minutes of running when you're fucking sore, and your fucking knees hurt, and your ankles hurt, your foot's <laughs> swollen, you've got blisters Ooh. and shit, and you're like, every fucking step, even though a step is probably only like a second or two, it feels like a fucking hour. One hundred
1: percent. Every 100%. second feels like an hour because it's 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 time dilation in a sense, you know. What I mean? And I think that the measurement of time, like you slow it down based on intensity, like your intensity. The more intense you become, I think the, f- the more time slows down for you. You, you, you kind of lose track. You lose track. And it, what I mean by intensity is int- bringing the intensity of focus and presence into your life. When you're present, time does slow down. You probably had it, like you, I know people sometimes, like I remember the first time we sat here, we sat here for like an hour and a half or whatever. It felt like freaking 20 minutes because mm-hmm. I was totally present with you. And that's when you're not you're not playing by the rules of time, mm-hmm. and when you're constantly keeping an eye on the clock, you're playing by time rules. You know what I mean? And you won't be able to—I I, I, I should not say escape, but you won't have that deeper understanding within because you're playing by these particular rules. The
0: longest—the I mean? uh, longest time feels for me is uh, when I'm waiting for lunch at work. <laughs> I'm like fucking looking at my clock, and I'm like fuck. But then it's funny because. If I'm stressed about finishing something, time moves way faster. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to finish this all by 3 o'clock so I can, oh, like... Yeah,
1: because you're intense. You're yeah. intensely focused about getting it done, right? For me, time slows down. Like, it seems like it's forever when I have to sit at a red light running late. For some reason, oh, that God, usually... yeah. That, to me, man, I've gotten a lot better with it. Dude, there's someone listening I to this rage. right now sitting at a red light. <laughs> like, fuck! <laughs> When I'm like late and I need to get somewhere and I'm like cutting it, cutting it close, when I see the yellow, to me that means run, you know, go faster. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll have to like sit there, and you know what's funny is when you're sitting there, oh Dude, my god, I've yelled, I've verbally yelled <laughs> fuck in my truck, like, yeah. like I'm like fuck, yeah, fuck, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deal with I get, anger issues. Yeah. <laughs> I think people will say that's your white side. Yeah. You know, it's you know, white people it's things. Throwing, throwing a tantrum. White people. But it's, hey, but listen, it's just better that you get it out. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why I think white people are nicer. Yeah. Because they scream. They scream. <laughs> the they get guys. it out of their system. They punch like, holes in drywall. And yeah. Drink, <laughs> drink versus us immigrants. You know, we just, you know, decades later, it comes out. Suppress it, suppress it, suppress yeah. it. Yeah. Beat your wife. Exactly. Then it comes out <laughs> <like> domestic abuse. <laughs> that's where we get canceled. I was waiting for that minute right damn it you know but um, no i am um, when i'm sitting at those lights and it's red my mind just i don't say anything i look cool as a cucumber but i'm just sitting there tapping and i'm like man who the fuck put this light here it's so unnecessary the city planners in the city are complete garbage they don't know nothing about driving they probably have like a transit person who are making these city plans blah 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 i need to th-. and then it goes green I'm like oh yeah let's go <laughs> motherfucking
0: bike lanes yeah no, oh dude. bro don't dude. even get me started Yo, but, um, I, I, dude, I heard this thing the other day on a podcast I was listening to and they, I can't remember which podcast it is, but they were saying that, uh, every red light is an opportunity for a green light. And since I feel myself getting mad, when like, dude, when I went to pick up this desk, dude, this is a perfect example. When I went to pick up this desk, I had to pick it up in the West End, like downtown, Mm -hmm. like on Nelson street. Mm -hmm. And I had to be in Langley for a lunch right after. And. Uh, I'm driving with my girlfriend, and she has to get home in time to get dressed, do her makeup before lunch, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm running late, and we hit every single red light from just north of Night Street Bridge, or Oak Street Bridge, sorry, to downtown. Every single red light. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yo, we're hitting every red light. I'm getting fucking nauseous. Like, she, she's saying to me, she's like, it's just the stop started. Yeah, all, right? yeah, yeah. And... um. I'm like getting mad Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm going to be so fucking late. Like I'm going to lunch with my cousin, my dad, his wife, like his kids. He's got little kids and they're probably a pain to deal with. And if they get hungry, it's like, this is what's going on in my brain. I'm like, I'm fucking everyone's day up. Like, you know, I'm getting into that mindset and I start getting mad. And I remember this fucking thing and I say it to myself in my head. I'm like, it's all good. Every red light you face is an opportunity for a green light. And it's like, once you surrender to that, you're just like, dude, at the end of the day, I can't fucking control the red lights. There's nothing you can do. And right. it's Vancouver, man. You're right. going to hit fucking red lights. Every to every block. And if you leave your house thinking, oh, I'm going to hit all green lights today and I'm fucking going to just cruise through the day. You're literally you're setting you're yourself up. You're fucking
1: delusional. You're setting yourself up to get pissed off. Yeah. yeah. yeah but
0: if you leave your house and you're like, yo, every green, every red light I hit is going to turn green for me. That
1: is quite literally the truth. But
0: dude, it's such a good metaphor for (laughs) life as well. Hundred percent. Because it's like every time you're gonna fail or you're gonna get a fucking stoppage, like every time you think you hit a roadblock, it's it's like a fucking mere speed bump. Like it's like you're gonna all you have to do is sit you don't even have to work. Right. You just have to sit there, it'll
1: turn green eventually. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that statement that I always like, all pain is temporary. All pain is temporary. Hundred percent and discomfort, it's all temporary. But it's our minds that want to just, like, as soon as it starts to feel it, it's just, like, all sorts of places going. You know what I mean? Dude. um, So have you addressed your anger issues? Like, are you better with it?
0: Yeah, I think I'm getting better at it. I mean, I haven't... um, I was a fucking teenager. I was really bad. Like, I'd get in fights. I'd fucking punch walls. I'd fucking break my hand all the time. Mm -hmm. I'd fucking yell at people. I, like... I get so mad, dude, and my <laughs> my my internal dialogue is so aggressive, man. Like right. every time someone's talking, and I'm like, I don't like this fucking guy. If someone says something I don't like, in like my nature is to be like, this guy's a fucking idiot.
1: That's my nature.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. just to write people off. Like, dude, this could be a genius, a super genius, <laughs> and I hear them say one thing I don't agree with. I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Right? I how could you, what a sellout. This guy's just saying that for money. Like, that's, like, literally the way I think. Like, this guy's right. either an idiot or a sellout. Right. And, uh, yeah, dude, I'm working on it. So what do you it. think that says about you? Uh, I think a lot of it's projection. I got I, to I understand, yeah. So you say
1: so you see, so you you see hold yourself to the same standard? Like, if you yeah, say one thing I wrong, say, then you feel like, oh, fuck, I fucked up, totally? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See.
0: It's a lot of projection, man, for I sure. I, I'm working on it, man. I do a lot of journaling. Yeah. That's what helps me a lot, actually. Yeah um and to and i speak about this on the podcast too is like when especially with other people like because there's two types of anger is like anger at other people anger at yourself Mm -hmm. and um in my eyes i don't know other people i guess you could be angry at the world but i feel like there's it's all the same yeah it's all the same it's like angry at external things or angry at internal things and like most people that deal with anger issues and it's like it's usually just internal things, and then it manifests externally. Because, like, when you get mad at somebody because they say something stupid or obnoxious or, like, why the fuck would you say that right now? Like, there's been so many times where, like, I look at someone, say, like, in a social setting, and they say something stupid. You're like, why the fuck would you say that right now? Right, right. But it's, like, I've definitely been in those situations, but, for sure. But the yeah. thing is, is you've been that guy. I've been that guy. And then you get 100%. mad at them. Yeah. Because... What you what what happens in your brain internally, at least this is like for myself, mm-hmm. what happens is it, it brings your brain back to when you were that person. And when you get mad at yourself, you're like, man, shut the fuck up. But then you project that on the other person. Because subconsciously, you don't want them to do the same shit that you did. I see. I see what you're saying. That's, That's quite I,
1: interesting. So you're saying like in that moment... Like for example, I could say something really dumb. Right. It's now. a judgment. Yeah. Yes. So because and your brain just takes you back to a moment where you remember you doing the same thing. And then you're kind so what you're saying is you're yelling at yourself, yeah. really. But out loud.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I don't do it out loud anymore most of the time. Now it's just internal judgment. But <laughs> okay. I dude, I still deal with it in a different way now because I feel like um so one of the things like the reason why this quote means a lot to me the reason why it's important to me is because i see a lot of people in my life people that i care about who are struggling with things and they'll say things like oh i just i feel really uncomfortable doing that so i'm just not gonna do it Mm -hmm. like um it could be anything Mm -hmm. and i think fuck like the thing that you need the thing that you feel uncomfortable doing the thing that you feel the most resistance to is the thing you need to fucking do, and then your right. life will just be better. Right, right. And that's such a hard lesson for me to learn. So right. when I see other people doing it, right, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just talking about your problem, right? You but know not knowing, the solution, <laughs> yeah,
1: but but not realizing yet. You've done the very, very much the same thing where you had solutions right in front of you, but but couldn't see.
0: Dude, there was so, so many times, like part of that interview with Calvin mm-hmm. where he talks about um, looking in the mirror. Right. And he talks about taking his shirt off and looking at himself and being like I fucking.
1: Yeah, hate I this. remember that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Dude, He's I that was me throughout all of high school. From right. when I was thirteen years old until I was nineteen years old. Right. Six years straight of me looking in the mirror and thinking, I fucking hate this person. I hate this. And I didn't know why. But part of me knew. Right. But I wasn't willing to admit it. Knew what? Like, like you like, knew that you hated yourself? Yeah. Yeah, Where? well, I knew I knew I knew hated myself. I couldn't figure out why. I see. And it's like, you're fucking fake. You lie all the time. You fucking put on, like, a facade for people. Like, you pretend that you're confident. You pretend you know everything. You pretend you have a shit ton of money when you don't. You, you pretend you're comfortable in your own skin. Like, dude, I was overweight. Like, I was, like, a, a chunky kid, right? And I would be, like, I would make jokes about it. Like I was comfortable about it
1: But you're not But I wasn't Right It's like that self-deprecating humor to hide 100% Yeah I did that a lot too Well I, I, I mean You know Here's what I got to say all, Because If you're going to lean forward like that I got to move the camera again Okay why well, do you want me to lean back? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah I guess I feel like the conversation's kind of picking up So I'm just like I'll move it forward Yeah okay No worries Oh right, I guess is it is it because my ass is sticking out? No, I just I moved it so that uh, we were just both in like the first and third part of the screen. So oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rule of thirds. Yes, I know that one very well. No, hundred percent.
0: Um, I gotta I get it? a better. I gotta get a camera, man. I gotta get second cameras, dude. I gotta get another. Dude, camera. if you
1: ever want to use mine, just let me know. I have like a. I have a couple cameras. Yeah, that that are, uh, do when I go up. in
0: 4K f- though. Yes, we can get a big camera set up in here.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I have some lighting if you want to borrow. I usually when I'm if when I'm not shooting or for, or filming for any sort of documentary or anything like that, just have it here. Sometimes my shoots are like months apart, so fuck yeah, yeah. I'll do my lenses. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, hey people, listen. This is a <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Everybody. Um, no, you're talking about your anger, man. I will tell you this. There's so much that you said there, but uh, I remember um, when I was here by for for some Christmas get uh, when I was here for Christmas. You your first
0: white person Christmas.
1: I can't say my first. I, I think can. I've been around. Okay. I well, I gotta say you're my favorite white people. Thank you. You're one of my favorites. I'm your favorite I'm white a, people. You're one of my favorite. I'm white all white person. I'm,
0: all, I'm white people. <laughs> I, I I can speak for all white. But people.
1: But I I love everyone. I love all white people. All, I I can speak all blacks, for all white people. All Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like I, <laughs> I would say so. Except, uh, no, I'm kidding. There is no except. Yeah, but um, no. Least
0: favorite race on three. One, two No, I'm not doing this,
1: man. Are you Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. Crazy. Uh, I don't even know if I have
0: it. Do I? The old I do. Bait and switch. <laughs> the old bait and switch. I do, but I. I mean,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you have a least favorite race? <laughs> Go ahead. At least answer the question. Okay, on three. No, do you have a least favorite race? Yes or no? Do
0: I have a least favorite, favorite race? race? Yeah. I think everyone does.
1: <laughs> That's definitely a yes. But I
0: think, I think I think that could just be a projection because I do. No, but I do have everybody, man.
1: I no, you know what? I don't know. I can't say that I do. Least favorite race? I don't know. That didn't even make any sense to me. <laughs> honestly, the just, whole question. I just I'm trying not even, to get you can. No, though. honestly, I'm not even trying to act like I'm some holy... If I did, I'd honestly say it, but I really don't. I, think, I don't think I...
0: I think there's no least favorite race because
1: there's so many things that um,
0: piss me off about everybody. everybody.
1: Well, okay, I'll be, so I'll say this. If you asked me that question like two years ago, mm-hmm. I probably would have gave you like five. Yeah, that's but, my least favorite then. That's just hating a lot of people. <laughs> Well, I gave you five, but a countdown, top five. Okay. So number one would have taken the crown, right? You know what I mean? I always used to make these jokes, like you know you have, yep. and number one is. <laughs> In my, uh, so it was like you're really trying to dig this out of yeah, me. You're yeah. really, tr- but I always have this joke where I'm like, you know, you have like, you have this, this, you have air, water, dirt, cockroaches, and then you have like this people, this scum of the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it would be that race, yeah. But uh, white, people. I ain't gonna say no, no, it wasn't white. Whites are the leader of the world, man. Dude, and... Say that again if you want to get canceled. Yeah, (laughs) well,
0: the thing is about white people is they're really good at sticking up for other people. That is 100% true. They're really good at being offended on other people's behalf.
1: Especially if they're, like, liberal white women.
0: Liberal white women are... The backbone of society Yeah
1: For Well at least Taking all the offense Yeah And that's Because that's a heavy Heavy load to carry So <laughs> For every other They got some strong Backbones Yeah You need know I mean? to carry Everyone's offense but it, it's unfortunate that they don't know that taking offense is the cheapest virtue you can ever do. Co- like it is, being offended is the most cheapest, <laughs> most useless thing on planet. I Earth. knew I'd get this out of. Do <laughs> I knew I'd get this out Son of, of a bitch? I no. love this side of you. No, honestly, I'm. I this this like irks me. Listen, I people will say, "Oh, that offends me." Okay, mm-hmm. now what? Was that your white person voice? No, that's not a white person. Is it? I guess yeah. It's my do, white person. Your voice.
0: white person voice.
1: Uh, John. <laughs> something along those lines. You know, something very monotone and very straight. Yeah. You know? Very uh low personality. Yeah. You know, just uh very vanilla yeah, blended. Very vanilla. You know, just blended. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Yo, okay. man, I used to shit on mayonnaise. That's just the greatest now. Yeah, I didn't even know what it was made out of. I ever just realized It's was, egg, dude. Yeah, eggs and batter and all that stuff. Is it batter? I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't know your white people food. You guys don't really <laughs> have a lot of good food. I'll be honest. This is why you guys conquered the world. You guys are eating like shit. shit dude. Dude, Salt and a pepper. Fucking good
0: comedian that talks about that. How the people of England, they had, <laughs> had to conquer everywhere else because yeah. they
1: had the plainest fucking food. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude. The plainest, a lot of things. You know what I mean? They went to India for the Karma Sutra. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, and the spices. You know what I mean? India definitely adds the flavor.
0: And tea, bro. That was like the main thing, I thought. Was it Didn't tea? they go there for tea? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure is tea from in
1: yeah I guess it, dude like tea all doesn't
0: grow in fucking you can't grow tea well like you can well, now tea
1: tea doesn't just grow on trees you collect like like a tea bag is a no but I particular don't particular herb climate. you put in a bag and then you you know
0: dude this could be the first thing we Google but I'm pretty sure that fucking tea let's do it I don't think that tea fucking um I don't think that tea actually like originates is tea from England.
1: They love their tea, man. Earl Grey. I know, I know, but. Um, Earl Grey. Tea in the United Kingdom. Tea in the United Kingdom, a cer- ceramic teapot. Oh, yeah, that's not it. Why is tea so popular in England? The tea detective. That's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling de- you. Well, like, I'll remember the Where? Despite the fact that the coffee consumption is unquestionably on the rise, do Brits drink more tea? Sorry.
0: Um, the history of tea in England. Who brought tea to England?
1: No tea was already there, man. They've been drinking black tea forever, dude. I don't think that even uh, black tea was like uh, the quantity of tea that found its way to England before the seventeenth century was very minimal. The Portuguese, po- the Portuguese and Dutch traders started shipping tea for. Oh yeah, it would make sense. Tea is from
0: China, from Chi, from China and other countries around the sixteen hundreds and then it was readily available by in London's coffee houses. I thought it was in um I thought it was in uh India because uh that's just my whiteness coming out because I thought that um in other Asian countries they drink a lot of like green tea, but I feel like black tea doesn't grow like um uh, maybe you can grow it in England, but I just feel like nothing grows in England. That's the way I think. <laughs> other than like fucking potatoes and like grass. <laughs> the climate sucks.
1: Yo, can I? Okay, see, I to say this about white people. Me growing up, yeah. Aside from the flavorless food that was yeah. always like salt and, and pepper is flavor, bro. Yeah, and ketchup <laughs> yeah, for, for some for some spice.
0: Yeah, even and tomatoes, dude. You know, tomatoes <laughs> they don't grow in places <laughs> like this, dude.
1: Yeah, man, I I don't blame the English for getting on their freaking sail ships and trying to figure out what's out there in the world. You know what I mean? You just have that. But the other thing was is growing up. In like Toronto and out here It was never I was never confused about this When I would go to a non-white person's house But every time I come to a white person's house mm-hmm. It's just confu- It was like anxiety, man It just confused the shit out of me
0: You'd get anxious? Yeah or they'd be anxious I'd be you. anxious okay. Because
1: I'm like Am I gonna do it right this time or not? And what is this that I'm talking about Like do I And I promise you A lot of immigrants like me Probably relate And it's Do I take my shoes off? Or do I keep my shoes on? Oh yeah That is Dude, that just annoyed me. I'm like, can't. why don't you guys all just be like the rest of the world and take your shoes off when yeah. you come inside the house? And I'd be, and it, there's so many places where I'd go and take my shoes off and I walk around the house. I'm the only doofus in socks. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you took off your shoes? I'm like, wow. And you go to the next guy's house, you keep your shoes on. That was worse. Yeah. And they took all of theirs off. And it came to a point where I'm just not going over to white people's houses anymore. Yeah. Man.
0: Dude, you know what? Even as a white person, I still deal with that. Because what do you mean you deal I, with that? It's your house No, but I, Yeah, if I go in my own house <laughs> What I'm saying Like oh, going to you. other people's houses Right Because like I, Dude, I do home renovations So I right. go into people's homes All the time Like there's times Where we get service calls Where it's like Like uh, a customer Whose house we've renovated And they have like an issue With their closet door They just call us Right Because they're like Hey, can you come and fix this door? Right Or like Hey, can you come and fix my sink? Or whatever it could be Right And um like, yeah, I'll kick my shoes off at the door because that's how I was raised. Like there's like fucking you see my place. Like there's yeah, a fucking shoe rack at the door. No, yeah. I'm not saying it's pristine. I'm no, just it saying, is. the carpet's real nice. No, these carpets are <laughs> shit, dude.
1: <laughs> but um No, but you're right. at your plate when I walked in shoes at the door. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, you that's can why see. I came. Yeah, you last time I saw <laughs> <laughs> You saw the shoes. You're like, This is my kind of guy. But um <laughs> No, shoes in the house. Yeah. But um but no, there's people
0: like customers. I'll walk into their house and they will be like, "You, you can leave your shoes house on." That's
1: not a white person. You probably know, like you know, you're taking them off, or is it like you know, you're still? Uh, well, I take my shoes off everywhere. Okay, that's good
0: because I wear boots a lot of the time too, yeah. and I'm like tracking shit in there. Right, the place. right. I, some people will be like, "You can leave your shoes on," and I'll be like, "No, yeah, um, there's mud on this. Shit. Yeah, you yeah. don't want me to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, like I'll leave my. Here's the other thing, dude. I'll ask you this: You take your shoes off inside, or do you leave your shoes on outside? Or do you leave your shoes outside? Because, dude, I lived in an apartment building in Richmond, right? And people leave their
1: shoes outside. You mean outside your door, apartment door, or like at the lobby? Yeah. Or no, o- no, no. no, 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 outside the door. <laughs> right, right. But would you
0: leave door. your shoes outside the door or inside the door?
1: No, I always, I at least enter the door with my shoes on. Yeah, and then then there should be a shoe rack. Depending, on, but if I go or to someone's mat, house, at least, yeah, if I go to someone's house and I see like shoes in a rack outside the door, I got the idea. You know what I mean? These mm-hmm. people are nice. We're breaking racial barriers. Here. Big time, big time, man! <laughs> With, like connecting. This is what the country needs. <laughs> yeah, really, you know, not all this. But I get, can we? I uh, get back on that offensive <laughs> thing on that.
0: Yeah, op- it offends me, thing. but yeah. Why? Because I'm white. <laughs> and it if i got nothing better to do i'm getting offended at yeah. someone's yeah. no
1: but honestly man it's it's not even white people anymore you guys have like you've passed that skill on to everybody everyone it everybody and their mama is offended these days about yeah. everything and we live in a world where we're like we're constantly trying to meet the demands of the offended people and offense taking offense is the cheapest virtue signal that you could possibly do it's the most useless thing that you can like I I don't know, man. When people get offended and they just sat there and like, well, you can't say that. It's offensive. And they don't even argue it. I don't even know what that means. Like, what do you mean by when you say that's offensive and you can't say that? Like, it hurts their feelings? You know what I mean? Feelings are all fucking, you know, fugazi anyways. Why are we trying to cater What's to fugazi mean? Feelings. Oh, fugazi. You ever see him? Um, that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? No. The Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Yeah, remember that scene? He's like, they're talking about the stock. Oh, He's like, oh, yeah. Oh. He's like, <laughs> yeah. It's all fugazi. You know, so nobody knows if it's going up or down. Everyone's just blah blah. That's that. That was a dumb moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> just I would weird. ask. I would
0: ask my editor to cut that out. But, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's me, and I'll forget.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, two idiots on a pod, right? but you're. I would give you more credit for being smarter. I don't but, think um, so. I don't think people listen no, to, but this like, to hear my intelligence. People, pe- <laughs> people hear stuff, and they'll get offended. Right. Meaning you somehow like violated their emotional state inside of them. Well, let me tell you something. Your emotional state inside of you, whatever it is, is your responsibility, not mine. Right. Right. So if your emotions are going up or blah 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 and haywire because I said something, sorry. We can't be going around saying you can't be saying. It's come to the point where now it's, like, moved into corporate and government policy. It's absolute madness. Right. What are we talking about? Right. You know what I mean? Absolute madness that people can lose a job or somehow be moved around or demoted over some sort of emotional, you know, whatever. And I hate to say it, ladies, but it's generally ladies that get offended a lot sooner than a dude does. Right. just saying. It's not to be sexist or anything, but that's just my observation. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. I think... Okay, go be if if you're offended, that's fine. Just go to the washroom, you know. Right. Go take a pee, let it flush out. You know, I don't know, but (laughs) it doesn't matter. You can't like ask the world to change around you because something has been said that affects your internal emotionalism. That's the that's it's 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 a road to the bottom for society, and we're going there clearly. Yeah, it's the road to the bottom, and people got to stop the shit asap. As um, teach your kids the same, folks.
0: Yeah, as as somebody who uh, I'm, I tend to agree with you on that. I fucking I can be viewed as very insensitive sometimes because I will say things very bluntly the way I see them, and I don't really apologize for it. But um,
1: what's one of the most offensive things you you think you've said?
0: Um, I think a lot of the times, like I just fucking. I'm I'd say I'm insensitive when people come to me with issues a lot of the time because I I struggle with acknowledging
1: complainers.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so a lot of the times I'll just be like, Okay, so what did you do about it? Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things I um Right. Amateur, <laughs> amateur hour, bro. <laughs> but um, <laughs> his phone just ran the podcast. A busy guy. No, Anyways, <laughs> let me just um, turn this off. Um, I used to have a boss, and anytime I came to them with a problem, I'd be like, "Oh, this customer said this and that, and I, I fucked up the contract or blah 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 blah." They would always say, "Like, well, what did you do about it?" Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, well, I came to you to see Mm -hmm. what you say. And they were like, what good does that do? Like, you could have fixed this issue. Mm -hmm. What did you do about it? Right. And then the next question they'd say is, well, what do you think I'm going to tell you to do? And I'd say whatever I thought the solution was. And And they'd they'd be like, like, that would be better than wasting this time. (laughs) And because
1: I dealt with that so often. Yeah. Now that's the way I think. Well, I think that is definitely a male-dominated thought process man generally will think it that was way. a woman that told you that. Yeah, yeah, it, totally. And it was in a professional environment, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sales. So yeah, so it makes sense. And yeah, she's she's your sales manager, like salespeople. like right? yo, listen, we've all worked in sales. Different the number, yeah, the number one thing you got to learn in sales is you can't listen to excuses yeah. about anyone, your own, the customers, everything. You got to get it done.
0: Let right. me ask you this. Let me ask you Far this. Away. Say you're talking to. Uh, do you have sisters?
1: I have one sister, yes.
0: Okay, say you're talking to your sister. Yes. And she's like, uh, oh, I have this issue, blah, 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 or whatever. And right. And then uh, you either listen to her, or you don't, and then you maybe give her advice, you don't, but then whatever you say, say like your sister is like, hey, you said something and it really hurt my feelings. What, what's your reaction?" What's if your my, thought process, right, right. and what do you say? If my sister, Cause it's it's so different. I feel like when you're dealing, and this is something that all the men listen to this. Would we'll be like, fuck yes, I can't, like somebody gets the way I think. And then all the women are listening to this, like these guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. But dude, it's so different when it's right. like your girlfriend or your sister or your mom. 100%. And they're like,
1: Why the fuck would you say that? That's so mean. One hundred That's so offensive. Right. Well, that, that Why would you point. say that? That's the point that I made earlier where I said, Hey, listen, most of the time it's generally the ladies that'll have be offended by some things that you said. It's a hard. Uh, I shouldn't say it's harder to offend a dude. Guys get offended too. I understand. But sorry. So, what's your question? What's your reaction to to if this, if my sister came up to me and said, "Hey, what you said is unacceptable. That right. was offensive."
0: Yeah. No, maybe not unacceptable, mm-hmm. but just like, "Hey, you hurt me when you said that." Right. Like, what's your reaction? Internal and external.
1: Internal, I I would just say I disagree. I don't think I like you know. Internally, my conversation would be like, if someone says, "Hey, you hurt me by saying this," internally, I'll just be like, "Okay." S- let's let's find out what it was that caused the pain, you know? What was it that, p- that caused the pain? Now, if my sister comes up to me and says, hey, you saying this hurt me, I would immediately say, listen, I'm sorry. for um, I'm sorry for not acknowledging how it would affect you. Maybe I should have been a bit more present and more aware of it, and maybe worded it a little bit better. And then I would ask her, what exactly is it that I said that's got you, you know, Got you all in a knot, and I think, and that's how I, would, I think I would deal with anybody. You know, you know what I mean. I don't. Uh, whoever wh- I, I know that when people, and that's such a great question that you asked me because <laughs> just the way I yap, honestly, I've had that happen more than enough times. Oh, dude, I, you know what I mean, the reason
0: I ask is for genuine advice. Yeah, so yeah, it's, like, a, <laughs> it's
1: it's such a very broad question, right? I mean, maybe we can role play like this is sales. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll be your sister. Okay, let's do it. No, Nice no, no. Beard. <laughs> yeah, <sweet laughs> beard. That's actually offensive. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But um no, I've been I've been like I've been singled out at I was at a house party once and I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it apparently After high school. No, yeah, much after high school. <laughs> much after high school. Good <laughs> English. Um well after high school. I was like in my mid twenties and uh, or early twenties. And was at this house party, and I said something that offended somebody really, really badly. It was this girl, and it shut down the entire. She shut down the entire party. <laughs> like the TV turned off, the music was off. Now we're do like we're doing it. You it's know what like I mean?
0: a, it's like a cartoon. Like the record skips. It's like, yeah, Whoop.
1: yeah, hundred percent. And she put me on the spot on the spot, like, blah, 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 apologize right now. And I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was my pride, but I'm sorry. I just I couldn't do it. I just didn't apologize because I didn't think what I said was that offensive. Right. And number one, I wasn't even talking to her. You know what I mean? So I, um, when someone says they're offended, I, I'm i not going to apologize for saying what I said unless I understand why it offended them. You right. know what I, mean? I will say, maybe I'll throw out, an apo- like, yeah, I'm, maybe I should have been more, more present. I could have probably worded a little differently for that reason. I'm sorry. but um, And then I was actually say, you know what? I'm glad you told me. I always do mention that. I'm glad you told me. Because if you didn't, I would have no idea what the heck's going on. Dude, that's huge, actually. Yeah. because And I, I genuinely am. I genuinely am. And the reason why it's hard for me to give actual advice, because I'm such a, just an in-the-moment type of, type of person. You know what I mean? I'm just going to, it's so situational. But uh, if you want a general rule of thumb, you have to understand when someone comes to you and says, I'm offended... What they're really saying is you're not acknowledging my presence here. Mm-hmm. So you need to immediately disengage whatever thought you're having and acknowledge the fact that they're in front of you and they're bringing up an issue in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you can do and apologies apologizing right away kind of helps, but don't do it if you don't know why you're apologizing. That's one of the worst things you could do. Right? You know, it's like oh you offended. oh I'm sorry for offending you. You feel better now? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's you have to be engaged. What they want is presence. Right. What they want to understand, they want you to, they want to actually speak to you. And if somebody feels that they're heard, it's game over. You resolve the issue, man. If somebody, if you, if the, you heard their issues and you actually genuinely listened, it's game over. Yeah, it's very hard for it to escalate. I, I mean, I'm, I think I'm, I'm pretty decent at not burning any bridges. You know what I mean? I don't care like who you are. I always think I can. We can always keep our bridge open. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What we disagree on, who we are, how much you hate me, what you've done, or whatever, or what I've done, whatever, whatever the history is, the bridge, the bridge can always remain.
0: Yeah, that's actually the dude. It's funny you say that. I like that what you said is like that. Uh, you thank the person for letting you know because there was uh, there's times where like I've had in my life where, like, say I was in a management position, mm-hmm. and one of my employees. And because, like, dude, like, the way that I relate to people, the way that I get along with people is the same. Like, a lot of guys are probably like this. Like, we make fun of each other, 100%. right? And Pick I And I was punching down a little bit, and I would, mm. like, make fun of this kid that was working with us. And um, he ended up complaining to my boss mm. about, you know, some of the shit that I'd said or the way that I treated him. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you just tell me? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the way I thought. Yeah. I was like, dude, what the fuck? If I said something that went a little too far, like, you could have just said it. Right, right. Like, do you think I actually want to hurt you? Like, <laughs> I just, like, I make fun of you because I think you can handle it because I think we were friends. Right, 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 But then it's like so so many times when we don't vocalize, yo, this pissed me off or this made me uncomfortable. Because I get offended, too, sometimes. And I'll just right. tell people, I'll be like, yo, shut the fuck up. Right. I don't like the way you said that. Right. And they'll be like, oh, Why? And then part of me is like, oh, because it's true and I'm actually just being a little bitch. (laughs) But sometimes it's like, yo, maybe we see eye to eye and I just don't like how you said it. Right, right. But like if you don't vocalize that, then it just like internal fucking resentment grows and then that's how fucking people burn those bridges. Yeah, because you don't even want to connect after.
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and you know, having said that, there's one thing that's very important to mention in these situations is like you know when you're trying to reconcile a situation where somebody's offended and stuff. One thing you have to remember is that sometimes the some people are just out there to get offended. They're out there to get offended. There's nothing you can really do, but to. I guess they just, some people just need to get it out of their systems, and that's why it's so important for you as an individual to know who you are internally so you can decipher the situations. If you have no sense of self, if someone tells you, hey, you offended me, you'll actually get scared. Oh, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And maybe that person just wanted to be offended, right? And yeah. other times, someone will be genuinely hurt by what you said, but you can't, you have no sense of self, and you're just like, oh, whatever, blah, 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 you didn't need to, know uh, so it's not about the technique, it's not about the lines, it's not about like how to address. It always comes back down to having a sense of self, especially as a man. You know I'm mean, i and it's, I'm not trying to turn this into a man-woman conversation. I'm just saying this from a man's perspective. They're the same thing. Yeah. Didn't not necessarily. No, I'm just, not, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess if you're going through the puberty blockers. Yeah. But no, but it's like, especially as a man, you need to have a sense of self. You need to know how to sp- problem solve And Mm. if you can learn how to deal with individuals, you're in the marketplace. You've increased your value by so It doesn't matter where you were. You were in construction. You can work in, like, a warehouse. You can be working at a CEO level somewhere. But if you have people skills where you can communicate with people very clearly and deliver a message, it's game over for you. You're more valuable everywhere you go as a result. And the only way, and I'm telling you it's the only way. Mm-hmm. It's not by reading a book. You're. It's not about listening to the ten steps to a podca- to a particular way of how to communicate. These are all things that kind of help, but if you don't have a sense of self, all of that stuff is bogus for you. Yeah. All of it, because what you're gonna do is, what you're doing is, you're looking for yourself inside of a book. You're looking for yourself inside of a skill, or you're looking for yourself inside of someone else's opinion. And next thing you know, you've kind of like, it's like a makeshift car you know you picked up a part from here blah 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 and there's no unison there's no alignment and you're just kind of it's a raggedy car that's going around the first person says i'm offended the engine blows Mm -hmm. you know you don't know what to do but if you're in alignment you have a sense of self you have like much of the things that you do you know you talk about you're out there running when you're out there on 75 hour four o'clock in the morning and you're doing your run what you're doing is you're developing a relationship with yourself it's quiet no one's out there you're getting to know who you are in silence and when you get to do get to that level you can learn to trust yourself. So when someone does come to you and says, hey, Mr. Bearded White Man <laughs> offended the shit out of me with your racist nonsense, right. you'll know, you'll have a much better understanding about what's happening. Is this person just wanting to be offended or did I actually genuinely hurt someone? Yeah. And when you can decipher those two situations, man, what you say next almost doesn't matter because you're just genuine. You're just wanting to know what's going on. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that's what I'd say.
0: No, dude, I agree with you as well, man. I think, um, yeah, it depends a lot on intent. It depends a lot on, like, uh, like, a lot of the time, like, I know that you and I are comfortable saying a bunch of outrageous shit because we know, like, there's no intent to harm. You know what I mean? Like we're just saying that like you can tell the difference between when someone is saying something and they're trying to offend somebody and they're genuinely like Mm -hmm. there's malice in their voice Mm -hmm. and they want to hurt. And then there's other times where you're just saying things and you're like, oh, I say this joke to you and someone's listening and they're like, dude, what the fuck? Why would you say that? And I'm like, dude, we're buddies. Like I can (laughs) say whatever the fuck I want. Shut the fuck up. And then
1: the trick is, man, in life is to is to have the same reaction to a joke if they're words as to someone who's being malice towards you right you want to take away power from them for saying those things have control of yourself have yeah. control of yourself have a sense of self i'll be honest man you you'd have to try to offend me these days like you'd really like there's n- i've heard everything in the book you know what i mean at this point and even when i was a kid like in high school and stuff somebody say stuff that was offensive Because I didn't have a sense of self, I was very young. I was, yeah, you feel like you're getting bullied. But I never, like, it was never an end-of-the-world type of situation. Mm -hmm. And you just had, that's where I think I developed a lot of my wit, where I went to a school where, like, bullying was a thing. Yeah. It was like, bro, everyone did it, even amongst my closest friends. I I mentioned on one of the podcasts already, like, the things that we made fun of each other for, it was, like, outrageous. I'm sure today you would be, like, canceled and sent home for some of the stuff. But it developed character. And that's why I'm saying, being, listen, being offended is like setting up a wall to, to your internal self. You know what I mean? It's like you're, it's like whatever somebody wants to say to you, it's like it's not allowed to come in because you're protecting this like cocoon or something mm-hmm. inside of you that's so fragile, which is you. And I want to, I propose to you, if you're somebody who gets offended all the time like that, I propose to you, you're not that fragile. You're not that fragile. You're actually a lot more stronger than you think you are. Mm-hmm. These words don't actually offend you. What people are saying don't actually offend you. What's happening is is you have this I, I think there's in the world, every individual is made up of four layers. Generally, I say ninety five to ninety eight percent of the world is made up of four layers. It's their name, job, relation to their family, and then if you're really depth and you're an in depth person, you you can claim a religion. Right, you'll claim some sort of religion,
0: or atheist,
1: or atheist. Same thing, some sort of spiritual level. Yeah, those are the four layers, right, that exist.
0: And if someone says something, and unless you're liberal, then it's your gender
1: and your race oh, as well. Man, they got they got layer after layer. <laughs> some of those disgusting onions out there. But uh, <laughs> but if you if you, for example, let's say if your name means everything to you. Yeah, you know what I mean on a superficial level like if someone says oh you know you have a you have a name that has like 12 letters and then and people make fun of you I had a friend who had like a really lying last name so we called him uh, ABC blank ABC or b- no blank a- alphabet because he had a long last name now imagine if that hurt like that made him cry yeah what that's telling you about him is this is a guy that has so identified with his name that the next level of depth of individuals in society he's not as well attached to meaning what he does for a living that these are the, i'm i'm categorizing really generalizing but if you talk to somebody i've done this it, test for a while you know you just out, talk to who are you i'm blah 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 okay well that's your name who are you i'm like oh, i you know i'm a carpenter yeah. that's what i do okay well that's what you do for a job who are you oh i'm a son i have i'm boyfriend and these are my these are my parents Okay, so that's, you know, your family, but who are you? Well, I'm a Christian, Yeah, you know? Okay, that's your religion. Who are you? Beyond that, people have no idea what, the, what to say next. But you have to understand all four of those things that you said belong to the world. You don't belong to the world. Right. You belong to God. That's my personal opinion, right? right. There's something more to you than your body, your job, your relations to the world, and, and all these other things that you're tied to. If you're really tied in these areas yeah if someone says something about those things you almost feel like you have to get up and fight for it and get offended over something yeah yeah but if you have a deeper sense of self and you get beyond those four layers and you understand that these are just my roles these are just things that i'm doing with my time on earth before i go but there's a something deeper inside of me bro it's impossible to offend you because you're not attached to it you don't own anything yeah you know what i mean
0: yeah i think that like, um I had a coworker a long time ago, like, cause I, like I said, like I used to, I still get angry with people, but I used to get really angry with people. And I had a coworker a long a time ago. i therapy
1: session about that after this. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I, I, I trust me, bro. I fucking, I do the work, man. Uh,
1: I don't doubt it, man. Um, um, by no means am I doubting it.
0: I, uh, but I had this coworker at one time, right? Mm-hmm. And he, um, he basically said to me, he's like, one of the ways I deal with my anger towards people is I view them as children. And I think about, you know, like when you see some kids are brats. Right. But say like you see like a four year old kid. Right. Hasn't really like got the chance to even be disciplined or mature or anything like that. You see a four year old kid and they just come up to you and they like take a Lego block and they just smash it into your leg. Mm -hmm. You don't think like, what the fuck? You don't think like, oh, what a fucking idiot. You, mm-hmm. don't th- you don't think about hitting the kid. You don't think about like, p- like how pissed you are. You're just like, oh, it's a kid being a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh, that's just w- whatever. Like it's right, like, right. fuck, it's all good. Right. But that's the way he views, like he's like, that's the way I view everybody. Because you realize like everyone's just trying to figure shit out. And so essentially everyone is a kid. Like people don't really know how to interact with people until they learn. And everyone's just trying to learn how to live life. And 100%. so he's explained it in this way. And then since then, I kind of view it the same way. I'm like, yeah, I yeah, get, okay, yeah, this is a person just trying to figure it out. And now I find the only time I can ever be offended by something that somebody says is if a part of me believes that it's true. And so, like, part of the way that I've started to deal with my anger is to mm. eliminate the things that piss me off about myself so that now when people say those things like if someone were to call me fat or unathletic or like whatever I'm like I know it's not fucking true dude right let's what go if it,
1: fucking let's go for a fucking run right now right well, yeah. okay so let me ask you this what if it was true
0: then then the answer to that is obvious. Like it's you like get okay, angry? you fucking,
1: yeah, <laughs> fucking punch them in the fucking face. No. <laughs> the Not is, if I run. <laughs> yeah. No, the the answer okay. to that is right here. Right, right. <laughs> or in those bullets. No yeah. I'm kidding. Um <laughs> but, what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, the answer That's is, a little bit too much, you know, yeah, you got a yeah. white beard and everything. We can't be talking about bullets on air. No yeah. I'm kidding. Like, what are you, the government of Canada, man? Fuck Jesus <laughs> shut,
0: shut You cut fu- this part out if you want. <laughs> shut the fuck up what about my guns and bullets. No. Uh, no, I'll leave no, it in. No, um, okay. I got my fucking gun license. I'm yeah, a legal I gun owner. Well, you're not black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy
1: shit. <laughs> hey,
0: you. It's because yeah, we're in Vancouver, man. They yeah. barely exist here. It, Black people, yeah, come down New Westminster. Yeah, no, that's what <laughs> I go. I man, I fucking spend a lot of time in New West. I go to a fucking church in New West, dude, right? Right, so what does that tell you? You go to church, mm-hmm. yeah, I start going to church. Oh, yeah,
1: you mentioned that to me over Christmas. You were like, Hey, you're going to uh, the uh, Sunday session,
0: yeah, dude. let's talk
1: about that. So, have you recently started going to church?
0: uh i grew out to church when i was a kid and then i started going again recently
1: okay so as, as an adult
0: yeah let's talk about that um i was gonna say something yeah oh, you were talking about- oh uh the solution to getting offended when somebody says something that you get offended by right uh the answer is obvious you um fix whatever it is that you hate about yourself man
1: right uh, uh, so I, so
0: if you got no money Right Someone's like oh look There's Hussein. He's fucking broke And you're like fuck man I fucking hate when that person says that Right Yeah. The, the answer is simple You stop wasting your money on dumb shit And you find ways to make more money Right Until you're not broke You know I'll go a little I'll go to uh, a, Obviously that's a simplified fuck no, I'm not to say That it's fucking easy to become rich No no I understand that. what you're saying But when you But even when you're Like If even, there's
1: truth to what they're What they're saying you're saying Is it'll probably trigger you Not only that dude But
0: what I was about to say is this, even if you're not rich yet and someone makes fun of you for being broke, but you know you're grinding your fucking ass off, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the art, the the behavior of knowing that you're working on the thing that pisses you off about yourself is enough to carry you through that being offendedness. I see what you're saying. So like when I was overweight and I was running and I was lifting weights and, and, and I was fucking starting to count my calories and blah, 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 starting to work on my issue that really pissed me off about myself. Mm-hmm. And someone would be like, oh, like, dude, I had somebody one time, I was at a fucking, I was at the Calgary Stampede, and it was hot as fuck in Calgary during the summer, and I took my shirt off, and someone yells, nice nips. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm fucking, and I'm fucking like, I'm like, fuck. right? But then I'm like, Next year I'm gonna show that motherfucker. Like, right. like I knew in my head, like I was like, this is fuel. I can't right. wait to fucking prove this mother. I never see that person again. But in my head, I'm like, I can't wait to prove this motherfucker wrong because I know I'm working on that thing. Right, right. So, so it's not even about getting the end result yet. It's just knowing that you're working on something, right? Gives you that confidence. Like, I might not have the issue this the this problem solved, but I'm fucking working
1: on it. Right. So I, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying, 100%. It's Because um, then you don't feel powerless. Right. Well, you know, I, I'll, ta- I'll tell you this. What I think about offense, and I, I've, I've come to understand this to be a across-the-board type of rule almost. There's an exception to every rule, but for the most part. I think that when people get offended, it's not them that's getting offended. It's their ego that's getting offended. And the ego causes them to act out, whether it be anger, whether it be taking offense, whether you yell or you tell somebody don't do anything, or you can't say that. That's all control. You're trying to control the situation. You're trying to control everybody. That's what the ego does. Mm -hmm. All it does get offended wants to control. It needs attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it not... Ego
0: tells you that you have the attention, that you deserve the attention.
1: Right. And And if people do give you the attention, but if it's not the type of attention that it wants... You might get offended, you know, even though you're getting the attention. So I don't know if it's, like, even if, you, I think there's, if you, let's say you are overweight and you're not working towards anything at the moment. Let's say you're just down in the dumps. Yeah. And someone calls you fat, right? Do you think there's a way for that person not to feel offended? Consider they're not working towards anything, they still are fat, and someone says something, that hurt their feelings. and They're, they're going like, to be offended. Yeah, so 100%. Yeah. Is there a way to not be offended even in that state, considering what you're saying, with the um the idea that if you're working towards it, it can help help you overcome it?
0: No, I don't think so. I think that there there's certain people out there like how I was when I was growing up that'll mm-hmm. be like they'll laugh it off or they'll mm-hmm. make jokes or they'll make a better joke. That was my t- tactic. Right. I would make a, you make fun of me for being fat. I'll make a better joke than you did about me being fat, so mm-hmm. I get more laughs. Right. So then I'm like, oh, I'm fatter, but I'm funnier. <laughs> that was the way I I was, man. So I, like, I, I, I think there's people that'll make um, they'll be like, oh, I'm I'm confident, I'm happy with this, mm-hmm. and and they they say that about being broke, they'll say that about being fat, they'll say that about being uh, unproductive. Like there's people that are just like happy with fucking coming home and fucking playing video games after work and mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, but this is... I'm a minimalist. That's the other thing. People are like, oh, I'm, I'm happy with having no car no fucking... <laughs> right. I'm a minimalist. Right. They're not fucking happy. They're trying to sell themselves
1: on being happy.
0: Right. Right. Nobody's... I, and this is the way I think, man. Nobody is happy unless they're going towards that they have a pursuit of something. They you, There has to be a mm. pursuit... Of something noble, we
1: people then, are. So if if you if you can, we need a purpose. That's like the thing. Do you need the purpose? Do you need to be in pursuit of a purpose. Purpose. Uh, I
0: don't think you can be in pursuit of a purpose. I think that there's right. You're, you're the gonna, purpose is
1: going to get you to pursue a means to an end. Is what you're saying.
0: Well, the purpose is going to. So th- I'll put it this way: Everyone in life suffers, right? You could agree with that. Yeah. There's suffering. You have to go through. 100%. And so the difference between somebody that is down in the dumps, so to say, or someone that is happy, because everyone's going to suffer. We just agreed on that. Mm -hmm. But you know happy people. Mm -hmm. So the reason that people can be happy is because they know their purpose for their suffering. So everyone's purpose is different. Some people want to be a millionaire. Some people want to just have a family life. Mm -hmm. Some people want to do fucking whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you have a purpose for your suffering, then it's okay. But if you have no purpose for the suffering, then you're suffering for no reason, which feels unfair. Right, right. And then you're just pissed off and offended.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, because you're, you're already, like, what the y- fuck? Y- you're I'm al- fucking suffering all y- the time yeah. for no reason. You're already miserable. Exactly. I guess, so really, like, a, only a miserable person can really be that offended over exactly. certain things. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. So okay. if you have a
0: purpose, you're obviously in pursuit of something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because
0: you'd be going towards that purpose, And the thing is, is, the way that we're dialed in, the way that humans have evolved and this is again, not a doctor but the way that humans have evolved is we're never satisfied either. And so even if we pursue something and mm-hmm. we're like, "This is my purpose, and I get that thing, mm-hmm. there's something shinier. There's something that's going to be a different purpose.
1: Right. Well, that goes into the, you know, it goes into the notion that you, you're saying you're going to church now. Um, the whole Adam and Eve story where, you know, as soon as they fell away from God, like the burden that was given on to man was work mm-hmm. as a result. That mm-hmm. was God's punishment to man. Mm-hmm. And the punishment on to women was a, a, a very painful. Painful childbirth. Childbirth. Yeah. So as a, as a man, the that's why I think what you're saying is like you need to be in pursuit of a purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily like in pursuit of something. It's just that's, your, that's our nature. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't work, if you're not doing anything, you're dying, literally. We're dying like, you know, we're dying every second. You know, yeah. it's all coming to an end, it's, it may, it may, which makes the human experience so much more incredibly captivating. You know what I mean? We're the one species that knows, yo. <laughs> There's an end coming to this thing yeah. And you have to figure out from here till then Like what's the best use Of my time here Or of my existence mm-hmm. or Which made me lose my train of thought But what was I saying?
0: Was like oh, you were talking about Adam and Eve right. And how uh, man's so,
1: punishment was work Right so if, if you cease to do work You're literally You're s- going to cease to exist I know that when I was like mo- With my down in the dumps mentally The most Is probably when I was probably the laziest 100%. My life. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's the burden that God's putting on you. You know what I mean? Like, you have to work as a man to feel any sort of accomplishment or anything towards your true nature, which is your soul. If you stop doing that, you're going to be caught by the adversary, and which I guess mo- you, you would call him Satan. I
0: think there was, was even nation. something deeper than that. I think um, he was given the sight, and this is a very crude Understanding. What's crude mean? Uh, like rudimentary? No, I would say crude would be uh, without looking it up. Someone's gonna look this up and be like, "Mark doesn't fucking own a dictionary." <laughs> no, a crude, a crude, uh, crude understanding is like a not very clear or not oh, very. Um, it's in just depth. Like, yeah, it's like kind of like, muddy water. Yeah, it's like a
1: surface level understanding. Okay.
0: So, um, my my interpretation was that. Uh, Part of Adam's punishment was the vision that he would, the sight, uh, the acknowledgement that he was naked and knowing that he was naked because he, God says, well, where are you? Where are you? And he says, I'm hiding. Right. And uh, that's a funny thing because God is uh, said to be omniscient. So he knows where Adam is, but he gives him the opportunity. Right. To say, where are you? Right. he says, okay, yeah, you found me. I'm over here. Right. And he goes, well, what are you doing over there? He goes, well, I'm hiding. Mm-hmm. And then he goes Well why are you hiding He says well because I'm naked And he mm-hmm. goes Well who said you're naked mm-hmm. And he said well I just feel like I am He mm-hmm. said you ate the fruit Didn't you Right Even though he knows Yeah And then he's like Well yeah I ate the fruit But Eve told me to mm-hmm. And then he's like, He was like he, Option 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 It's like right. Do you want to tell the truth No I'm going to lie Do you want to tell the truth No I'll make an excuse Do you want to tell right. the truth No I'll blame it on someone else Right right Well And, and um Yeah go ahead Part of the, um, I'm trying to remember why I got going on this. Oh, part of the punishment was uh, the feeling, like the acknowledgement that you're naked, mm-hmm. and this feeling like I have to make myself better. Right. I, I have to get clothing. Right. I have to, and that's part of the punishment of the work. Yes, is I to think feed yourself, to get yourself clothing, to taking care of yourself. Right. And because
1: th- when he made us, we were perfect. We didn't need any of that. Right. Up until we fell away.
0: And he provided
1: the fruit. Right? Yes, I he think said
0: you can eat every everything here, but just not that from that tree. Right.
1: Tree. I think what you're you're right. I, I've heard this before, and I think what it is it's it's the it's I think they call it the burden of knowledge. Which was given yeah, on to man. Yeah, because it's the tree of knowledge. Yes. it was the tree of knowledge. Right, the burden of knowledge, because they both became aware they're naked. Before that, they just existed. You know, yeah. there was no there was no lusting after each other. They were both naked. They were just existing in yeah. purity. But when they fell, the burden of knowledge, meaning like the knowledge of the universe and the existence of the dark and light, was now given on to man. Hmm. And as a result, this is what we and and that's why I think knowledge is it is knowledge can cause. A lot of suffering. It can lead to a lot of suffering. Oh,
0: bro. Right? Dude, uh, if you study Norse mythology at all, which Mm -hmm. I have studied a lot, Mm -hmm. um, Odin, for example, Mm. a lot of the gods, but Odin in particular, will sacrifice parts of his body for knowledge. Wow. For more knowledge? Yeah, dude. It becomes an addiction. Yeah, dude. And So in Norse mythology, the gods are not omniscient. There, 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 there's no way that there's like an all-seeing eye kind of thing. I see. So Odin, for example, will often disguise himself as a human and mm. go around and speak to people so he can learn things. And he has mm. two crows, which uh, represent basically like wisdom and memory. Mm-hmm. And so they'll fly around and be his eyes and come back and report to him. Mm-hmm. But Odin, if you look him up, if you look at pictures of Odin, dude, he always has one eye. And the reason why, dude, is because he sacrificed one of his eyes for knowledge man and so it's he symbolizes like if you look at pictures of him he always has one eye this is thor's dad yeah sort of yeah okay so in every depiction of him whether it's in a video game or anything he has one eye and the reason he only has one eye is because in the mythology in the in the myths in the stories he gives up his eye essentially for knowledge
1: yeah, For and... wisdom. Right, and what what do we think knowledge of wisdom gives us? I think it's because he thought he'd get more power.
0: Yeah, he's also just, like, um, part of his whole thing, like, his his birds, his crows, represent memory and wisdom. Mm. So, like, his whole... The idea of Odin... Like, a lot of the times, he disguises himself as a traveler. That's his spear, dude. His spear can't miss a target. It's super sick. He's got... There's a lot of cool mythology. Yeah, it's in this. Thor's death. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... What was I going to say? Dude, so like his, Odin's whole thing, the thing about mythology, like the Norse mythology, is uh, a lot of these gods represent, uh, like, uh, universal phenomena. Right. And uh, they just explain, like, they're there not as gods the way that, like, uh, the monotheistic religions explain a god as, like, a creator, and um, they love you, and they care about you. Like, these gods represent things like... uh, like just environmental phenomenon, like the waves in the ocean, or condensation in the atmosphere, or like it's just a simple thing of like a, a six year old kid asks their grandpa, like, "Hey, how come the Earth, sp- like, uh, how come the sun and the moon fly around in the air like that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're being chased by wolves. Oh, I see. They're being chased by this god. Right, right. So like, it's just how you explain mythology. Yeah, yeah right.
1: Yeah, I remember. It's similar to Greek mythology.
0: Really similar to yeah. there's so many parallelisms between right. Greek and Norse mythology. But but Odin himself represents uh in my eyes, my depiction of it is the 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 pursuit of knowledge and wisdom for humans. That's like kind of what he represents and what we're willing to sacrifice to learn.
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's just it becomes this that like I mean I, I I've come to understand it from almost from a biological all the way to the spiritual realm that, you know, it's not what we really what we're really, really seeking is peace. And what I've come to understand peace to be is just complete and utter emptiness, complete and utter detachment. It's interesting you say, you know, we were talking about Adam and Eve. I um, am the, you know, and you were talking about anger. There, there's a pastor that I listen to, and to be honest, like listening to his work has completely changed my entire perspective on life. It's helped me improve my relationship with my parents, my family, like everything. It helped me to really kind of punch what through. What's his name? Uh, Jesse Lee Peterson. He's like this black pastor. He says a lot of controversial stuff. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Like uh, Here's one. Racism doesn't exist, he says. It doesn't even exist. Like race-ism doesn't exist. He's like, there is no such thing as isms. Because, well, actually, here I'll give you the little rundown. What about criticism? No, no, it threw me off. A <laughs> <little bit. laughs> like, no isms, he said. But about like you know, sexism, racism. And he goes like Islamophobia, you know. <laughs> yeah. just what like about
0: communism?
1: Well, uh, com- I guess it exists. I mean, you could try to. I be. know a lot of ism
0: words. Yeah, create. we do. Yeah, <laughs> capitalism.
1: I do own a dictionary, <laughs> <Right>. bitch. <Yeah. laughs> We'll talk about that a little bit later, communism. But uh, no, to give you a little rundown on his, actually, I, I totally recommend his book too. It's called "The Antidote: From Rage to Responsibility: How to Overcome Your Rage." Wow. But um, it's uh, talks about how, you know, when Eve ate, he said the spirit of Satan flows through Earth through humans in the form of anger. Yeah. So if you have anger, it's because you have the spirit of the devil within you. And the reason why we all have it is because we're all born into sin, meaning we're all born in like messed up families. You know what I mean? And our job is to overcome the sinful nature within us, which is that spirit of anger, which comes from Satan. You can screw that thing. Sorry. Oh yeah, that helps. Tighten yeah, that keeps thing. Keeps on like tipping off. There we go. Yeah, and the spirit of anger is what flows. Through individuals, that's what causes their own demise and destruction. But it, it convinces them that it's the world, but it's really themselves that are doing it. Mm-hmm. And to overcome it, you must, you have to become.
0: Did I just kill it? No, 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 we're good. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like you have to overcome the spirit of anger within you. For as long as you are angry, you are not with God. Mm-hmm and you have to overcome your anger and anyone he says that has anger can't be trusted because they have that evil nature within them yeah and and the way that he says that you overcome it is you need to it, you have to become of forgiveness by forgiving but you need to be you need to take on the nature of forgiveness and that there is no goodness in any man or woman there's only goodness in god and the only people who are good are the ones who are allowing the light of God to flow through them. And if you have anger, there's no way the light of God is flowing through you. So you're no good. And you have to admit that to yourself. And that's the beginning of the process, right? And a lot of people have an issue with that, right? Because it's a huge hit to the ego. Like, I'm no good. I'm a wretched person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where I remember in the first episode we talked about, I said, like, you know, none of us are better than a pedophile. You know, that's hard to kind of hear for a lot of people. What are you talking about? But... Just because it's within you, you haven't acted out on it, doesn't mean it's not within you, in a sense. Yeah, You know what I mean? So we, to overcome fully your anger is the goal. And the way you do it is by forgiving. The first, where it's rooted is your relationship. Oh, sorry, that was a little loud. Where it's rooted is your relationship with your parents, is where it comes from, because that's where you come from. You All of us enter the earth through the woman. And he says, because Eve is the one who ate the apple and got deceived, the spirit of Satan was was like it breathed into earth through women. And because we're all we all come from the woman by default we're born into as into this sinful nature. And what we need to do is forgive our mom our our mothers and fathers for for messing us up and you need to go to them and see the things that you know what you feel like they kind of imposed on you or whatnot. And you need
0: generational to, trauma. Like I feel like that's what that represents. Like generational trauma.
1: Yeah. Well, that generational trauma is just the same spirit coming in from person to person to person. I don't even know what trauma. Real. I guess you can call it trauma, but it's just uh, it's that same spirit that's just flowing in, in and out from one person to the other. And I mean, that's a very, very surf like r- quick rudimentary rundown. But I I spent many, many hours kind of like listening and really understanding it and learning it. And I'm Muslim, but uh, I was really open to the idea and listening. And honestly, practically implementing that in my life has probably helped me more than anything. Yeah. So it uh, really helped dissolve my anger. Like I used to be, you, you say you're angry, bro. I mean, I used to, I remember one time I almost beat up a senior because... Been there, man. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because he cut
0: me off or something like that. You know what I mean? He was just. I'm pretty. sure... Sh- Took my pump at the gas station, dude.
1: <laughs> You're from the. You want to pour the shit on you? You know what I mean? Just yeah. yeah I couldn't, dude. He had the pump. Right, right. And I'm like, bro, Maybe I've been a good fucking routine. waiting for that. Right.
0: I was so mad, dude. Right.
1: And when I got that angry, that moment, because I, I was I was following this guy home, because <laughs> he was he got. He honked at me and as soon as he did, I couldn't I can't even explain I didn't even think. I just parked my car, slammed you know when someone takes their seatbelt off and gets out of the car, you know like, Oh shit, this guy's about to go down. Yeah. So he got out and was like yelling and then I got out when he saw me get out and unbucked, and I started he told he was like, Oh shit, like I don't want none of this. So he got in his car and drove off. And I quickly ran back back to my car and I started driving after him. And just through this Fit of rage I was like I'm gonna find this motherfucker I don't even know What I was gonna do Like I don't know What I was gonna do I wasn't planning on Like hurting the person But I at least needed To like swear at him Or something Yeah yeah But halfway there I just I don't know I just I calmed down I was just like What am I doing (laughs) What am I doing Yeah Somebody's grandfather You know what I mean Somebody's dad Like it's not even That big of an issue man Yeah Yeah I didn't see it then. Today, I mean, it's completely wild that I ever did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a completely different person. No, but that's but what anger does, man. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't, and that, but that's the spirit of Satan that's within you. you can, he will get you riled up in rage. You'll go act out on it, and it's not even you, but then when you're done, you'll come home, and he'll also cause you to judge yourself doing it. So you just stay in this cycle.
0: Dude, that's st- also uh, another thing that Odin represents, man. I'm sorry to go back to my no, mythology. But he uh, represents, like, his name translates to the frenzied one. What does that mean? Uh, like, so, like, for example, like, um, you know, like, say you get into a fight or you're going, like, uh, a lot of the times, like, warriors going into battle or uh, another time that it would happen, for example, is, like, you go to a concert. You, have you ever been to a music festival or a concert? i still, i still that You ever, like, um... Say so you're driving in a car, right? And your favorite song comes on. Right. And you're with your buddy and you're both like singing the lyrics and you're both like kind of like in tune and you're both like kind of outside yourselves. Yeah. Like you're kind of like adrenaline kicks in and you're like screaming the lyrics. You're like, fuck. Right, you. right. Yeah, and the one mm-hmm. line comes up and you and both like, yell it together. Yes. The, right. This, this sounds like
1: such a rock white song. What's yours? Sure <laughs> I,
0: I was gonna say Like uh, songs I can't even say Because they're rap songs so.
1: Oh okay well, You can say them. Well the, I guess Well I'm not I can't
0: you give you You can't me, give me I, permission Yeah you're right um, But um, Sort
1: of I grew up around Jamaicans and Toronto Sure that counts Okay um, so go ahead Say
0: it <laughs> No but the, the, the feeling that you get When you're not yourself Right. Right? Like you know when you get like that that adrenaline rush and you're just like you'll you'll say things that you don't mean, you'll do things that you don't normally do like uh so like a good example is like a warrior going into battle. Like those types of things like when you uh the way they would explain you doing things that are not of your own character is like the possession of Odin. You're like possessed by him because right. he's the frenzied one. So he represents a lot of the time like adrenaline rushes basically or like when you're getting that pump that surge of energy where you can do things that you can't normally do right 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 right. out of character yes that's part of what he like the way that you're saying like possessed by satan that's like it's seen as a good thing a lot of the time in norse mythology because it allows like warriors to do things that they would never have the wherewithal to do Like, someone's father ending, some like, an enemy's life, like, an invading person's life. Very interesting. Like, it gives you the power to protect your family when you would normally, like, want to care for somebody. You You
1: mean, like, this rage is being utilized as such?
0: Yeah, or just being able to do things that are not of your regular character. Like, when you take, like, a quiet person and you put them in the right circumstances maybe you give them a little bit of molly at a music festival and they're like shirts <laughs> off they're like dancing and singing and they're yeah, providing yeah. entertainment and they're just All like right. they're not of themselves that at that moment so who like who are they that is
1: such a good question that is actually an amazing question
0: well the and norse would say that they were possessed yeah i would agree the frenzied one i would agree odin yeah
1: i would agree because we all are. You're, poss- you're a Viking now, dude. <laughs> I've always known, man. Beard <laughs> is just. The, maybe I should paint my beard. You know what I mean? I have always, you know, I do think we all are possessed. Yeah. But you're either in the possession of the source of light, or you're possessed by the darkness. You know what I mean? But what's Majority
0: the difference? To so say like you, you do something like violent, right? Right. What's the difference between viewing it in a good manner
1: or a bad manner? Oh, this is a great con. This is. I I love this. This is a great conversation. Um. I the difference is is, I'll tell you. Okay, we're getting up there, right? I'll tell you this. Okay, so I'll explain it this way. Last year, or when you when I started my uh, when I started my film business, I'm like, I need a new computer. I need something that can handle the editing stuff. So I needed to build out a computer. I built out a computer, and building it myself. You know, I started from scratch. I had no idea I could do this shit. But you know, you buy the different parts. The chip is like the and get I start to see. Yeah, you got, you got your motherboard. And then the chip is like the brain, the memory. Get some RAM. RAM, that's the memory. You click it in and all that stuff, and, and I saw it, and I, and it's all formulated. I'm like, oh, I see. This is how this is how it all works. It's like the structure. But that computer, like, and then, but that computer won't do nothing until I connect it to a source. Right. Right, and if you go, if you like here in America, in North America, you have like direct current, and then you have alternating current out in Europe, and that's why you have the adapters and stuff. That's the way we kind of are as humans. Right. You're the computer, but nothing works. You're just a body. You know what I mean? Just a physical body. Nothing turns on inside of you until you're connected to a source. Now, for the computer, is electricity. For us, we call it life source. Now, there's two there's two sources that come through. There's the light and then there's the darkness, right? There's the darkness. For humans. You For mean. humans, right? right. And whatever you collect inside of your brain, your brain is, is you, you don't exist inside your brain. I think that's a big concept, misconception. People think like, I'm in my mind. What's hap- like your brain, whatever you store inside there, whatever you learn throughout your age, throughout your life, all of that is accessible to the source that's flowing through you. All you're really doing is just collecting it, so it can be controlled by the source that's flowing through you. And if you're an angry, raging person, you can be capable of doing things that you never even thought you would do. That's of evil. It's not about killing and murdering. It's about the sort of light that's flowing through you. And you'll see that throughout. You'll see it throughout in history. You, or you watch Star Wars. There's there's the light. There's the darkness. That this duality constantly is explained throughout history. Mm-hmm. And you see wars that happen. You have some people fighting just to, you know, you back in like the back in me- medieval times. You have the Crusades. The Crusades. You know what I mean. And both sides thought they, you know, both sides thought they're fighting for the light, but that's not necessarily just because they had a cross on them. You ever seen that movie Kingdom of Heaven? Yeah, great movie, right? And did you see that the two kings when that first altercation happened? The king that had the messed up mask like they had messed up face, mm-hmm. when he met Salahuddin in the middle, those two men negotiated a peace treaty because what was important to them was what? The lives of their men. Mm-hmm. So they negotiated and they did not go to war. Mm-hmm. Those are two gentlemen that have the light flowing through them. Call them Christian, call them Muslim, call them whatever you want, but that type of behavior represents light because it's not looking to destroy and destruct versus the, uh, the French guy, who went out to purposely go and break the treaty kill someone he's wearing the same cross mm-hmm. right but he goes and kills the sister of saladin because he wants to instigate and create war mm-hmm. that's darkness flowing through someone and that's why if you don't if you don't have a sense of self you can be deceived by christ and muslim and this and all of these names but it really if you have to know yourself to be able to decipher what type of force is flowing through an individual what are they battling with inside it really don't matter and that's the example that I give. So it's like there's dark and there's light. Light builds, it's constructive. Darkness is destructive. It's but accusational.
0: But don't you think it's kind of like a philosophical debate of like um like don't you think you could do maybe dark deeds for good reasons?
1: Give me an example.
0: Well, like say someone like comes into your home mm-hmm. and they're gonna fucking, I don't know, kill you and take your shit, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and uh, if they don't do that, their kid starves because they have no other means. I don't know. I'm just trying to saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then so say you kill that person because they come into your home. Mm-hmm. You've taken someone's dad, but you did it in a. Do you see what I'm saying? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Both sides think that they're doing maybe the difficult but noble thing.
1: Right. Well, I can tell you this. That,
0: even though it's wrong to kill,
1: well, I mean, uh, is it? Uh, that's what I'm asking you. Right. Is it? That's <laughs> no, but right. that's what I'm asking. I see. You. I see what you're saying. So you, so if we to play, so you got the, you got. So, the, so that's what I'm saying. Is right. it, Is it possible? So this to man like the dark darkie. St- yeah. So someone's coming in my house to steal my shit because he wants to feed his kids. But then you kill, him but I you kill him And
0: take the father away from the son Right
1: so you're asking who's right in the so situation you're
0: punishing the son Like you're stealing the I'm son's not pu- father
1: Why would you say that I would be punishing the son
0: I'm just saying that he's the one that takes the burden
1: Who The son oh, The son
0: he lives without a father now It's not his fault I'm just saying he's yeah, the yeah. one that takes the burden
1: Right So I'm, I, I'm not understanding the question
0: I'm saying Do you think it's possible to do dark things for the right reason
1: No Okay, because what's because it's it's the darkness is with the intention like it's the source that's coming through right in this case let's say he comes in and he wants to steal
0: that was probably a bad example now i feel like that was a dumb example
1: no it's a good it's a really good question it's a tough one to look at but i can tell you the answer it to me i guess some people listening to this they see it's a bit gray area but it's black and white to me it's completely no, it is
0: black and white to me as well. I think I should have thought like I, I, I wish I could have thought of a better situation, but I just feel like um
1: I let me ask you this that outside of like the um before we get to an example, like what really is the 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 root of the question that you're trying to understand? I just uh I think can evil do good sometimes is that what you're saying?
0: No, but I guess it's just that uh, there's a lot of things out there that people deem to be like so say like uh, like killing's too easy of an example to kind mm. of discuss but I just feel like um, there's there's behaviors or actions that people have that are looked down upon or that we would say hey that's bad. But then is there a good scenario For a bad behavior
1: No I don't think so Is there a good scenario For bad behavior Like I think So let's go back to the stealing one Like hey I'm stealing for my kids They're hungry Mm -hmm. Right so I gotta go and steal Because I got no other means Mm -hmm. Is that one Sure I'm, I'm I'm just trying to understand the question would that be a decent example? Yeah,
0: I just um I think this whole thing got started in my brain because I was thinking about Odin possessing people and mm-hmm. uh warriors being able to kill because they're doing something that they wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. and then thinking about how that could be a good thing. Well, and I was
1: it, I would say the Satan will convince you that you're doing right when you're doing wrong. You'll be convinced because you're possessed, right? You'll be, that's very, very common, very, very easy. I mean, to explain it, it's, ve- it's happening in today's world like no other. There's examples everywhere in terms mm-hmm. of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Like, is there a good time to do something that would kind of seem a little shady or bad, mm-hmm. right? Unfortunately, enough people have been convinced that, yes, that is okay. Mm-hmm. That's why we're in the, wor- the state that we're in the world. Mm-hmm. Y- you take a look around the world.
0: You think the world's in a bad state right now?
1: I think the world is it's the trajectory is downhill and and self-destructive. Right? It's self-destructive. And the reason I say that is because you and I, what is the world made up? It's made up of us, the individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't think it's like grass and oceans and well, I mean, it's all here for <laughs> us. You know what I mean? It's all here. We have we have authority and domain over earth.
0: You think human beings do? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do, because... You don't think we're just, like, a part of it? You mean just, like,
1: we are on Earth, yes, but I think we have been given authority and domain over Earth. Okay. That's what I think. Just like how we've been given domain over animals. And it's like there's an order to... I mean, there's an order to this world. There's an order to the world. Our job is to protect and preserve the world. <laughs> this, this yeah, but I mean,
0: like, we don't really have domain over animals. And, like, if, we, if you and I were in the woods and we come across a, bri- a grizzly bear, bro, we're a grizzly bear dinner.
1: If you're unprepared. Oh, well, I'm not unprepared. Right. <laughs> right. But the, but the thing is, as a human, it doesn't matter what the what the attacker is. If you're prepared, we can defend ourselves. Versus if you're another animal, like if you're a dog that's caught by burgers and it wants to catch you, you don't know how to shoot a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think humans are definitely, like we're a different species. If people want to try to make that claim and all that are stuff. Are we right? aliens? No. Okay. I don't know what that, well, I, I don't know what that means. Like aliens as in like do we come from another place? I don't know. I, um, but I do know that humans. This is
0: where my brain goes after nine o'clock at night. Just <laughs> <so you laughs> Is
1: know. it past nine? Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit, bro. You gotta get to bed, eh? No, no, it doesn't yeah. matter to me. We, yeah,
0: but I mean, this, I'm just saying this is where my brain goes. Out right, right.
1: <laughs> it's past your bedtime.
0: <laughs> I'm getting loopy, bro. Yeah.
1: No, but it's a really good question, man. It's a really good question about the i. I see it as black and white. I'm starting to. I can tell you this. I'm starting to see the world more clearly from the blacks and whites and less gray. You know why? Because I'm seeing the more of the light and dark within mm. and less gray. I'm mm. less confused about myself as who I am as an individual, as a man, and, what, and you know, what makes up the good and the bad inside of me. As a result, I'm able to see it in the world a little bit faster. You know what I mean? As a, I can see who's, like, you know, in the world, like, people get confused. The One of the biggest common things that right now people don't want to pay attention to the world because they're like, I don't even know what the hell to believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. It's too much information. Chances are, chances are, I'm not saying this is 100% true, but chances are you're struggling like that within. You don't know what to believe exactly about all. a lot of different things within. There's some confusion going on. If you can break through within, the world becomes crystal clear. The world is not hard, you know what I mean, to understand. People will tell you who they are. You just got to listen. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people confuse themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people as well, and uh, maybe this is a can of worms I shouldn't open, but I yeah, just feel like yeah, gotta put a bow on this. Yeah, I was just gonna say I think a lot of people don't want to look into current events and shit because they're too uh, too overwhelmed. But they're uh, they're overwhelmed because they live in paycheck to paycheck, but that's by design, right? Yeah. It but is. That's my conspiracy theorist. For I forgot to wrap our hats in tinfoil, dude. Oh
1: shit! You know what? We should do an episode next time. We'll just wear tinfoil. It'll be a conspiracy I, bro,
0: episode. It's so funny. I literally <laughs> bought tinfoil today at Walmart. Yeah, but um, <laughs> dude. yeah, dude. People are are um put in a society. Where they are meant to be struggling and thinking about their next meal, their next uh, rent payment, their next, uh, you know, how they can provide, how they can get to the next step in life. And they think, um, oh, I don't need to focus on what's going around me. I'm just doing me. I'm just focusing on me. I'm just building my career, bro. I don't give a fuck about the news. I don't give a fuck about the political climate. Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing me. Yeah. And that's why politicians are able to do whatever the fuck they want behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's a bit of a, you're all right, can of worms. But, I mean, I would say, you know who has a really, really good um, message around this? I I think he gives a great, great message is... um, you actually, yeah, you mentioned him. You were trying to get him on the pod, uh, Corey, Corey George, official. I've never spoken to, him, but I've listened to like his messaging around this in terms of um, how an individual can play a part in all of this. I people should people should hit him up and listen to some of his advice because he gives a great, great outlook on exactly what each individual needs to do so we can hold Ottawa accountable. People should reach out to him and tell him to come on this podcast. Yeah, 100%, man. Shout out to Corey, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I I really think, you know, I don't think there's a lot of people giving that message that he is. When I heard him, like, 100% agree, which is basically saying, hey, listen, you're an individual. You need to first take responsibility for yourself before you can even make any sort of dent in what's going on in Ottawa. Right. You, you should be aware of what's going on, but be much more aware of what's going on within you. Get yourself together so that the next time these things come up, at least you can see and decipher what's going on. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's a really good message. But uh, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, we can open that can of worms on your podcast or uh,
0: or, or on another episode here. But Yeah, we should get um, people
1: to go on Corey's page and be like, yo, Hass- haggle him. Risen yeah. Fallen. Get on here.
0: Harass <laughs> him, dude. Tell him to come on the Risen Fallen podcast. Um, he's got a
1: pretty killer beer too. He's a sharp dude.
0: I met him once I met him once. Oh and, uh, He's yeah. a sharp dude, man. I'm very he's, sharp. Yeah, pretty fucking dope dude. Yeah. He, um, good guy, man. I'd like to have him on here for sure. But um let's uh tie it up. Let's wrap this up. Put a little bow on top. Yes. It's fucking nine thirty. We've been recording for over two hours. Jeez. Um
1: Time slowed down,
0: dude. It it fucking sped up for me. That yeah. was fucking.
1: That's what I meant. It yeah, just blew by. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it just blew by.
0: But um, yeah, dude. Why don't you wrap this up? I did the intro. You do the outro. Okay, yeah, man. Happy I, New Year. When is this date? Hold up. Let me check when this. Uh, I think this is gonna be a Thursday. Just checking to see what episodes I have lined up here. Um. Uh, so yeah, there's one of my fucking topics right there. I don't know if you read that, but. Mm. So this is going to be the um, second Thursday in January. This will be on the twelfth.
1: On the twelfth of January. So we're, we're going two going weeks in. Year.
0: So we're two weeks into January. Yeah. What's your fucking message for people
1: going into the new year?
0: Listen, man. Well, we're two weeks into the new year, but yeah. Yeah,
1: two weeks into the new year. Um, I don't know. Do I want to give an individual message or a collective one? Let's give a collective one. Either we talk about the individual mental health stuff on here a lot, collectively. I think honestly, man, so much of our issues that people are having amongst each other and the divisiveness can be resolved by just pure conversation. Um, I just give you a quick like I said, I made a comment on somebody's page s- about like their story and their you know they just always talk about how the world is so racist, and they gave this whole story about how they came to this country, their parents came to this country, and they're able to, and they were able to build a life and they build a life and I'm like this doesn't support your narrative, you know if that. Can- Canada is a white supremacy, supremacist, racist country. And it just doesn't support the narrative. It doesn't make sense. And their response was to delete my comment. There's no engagement. <laughs> there's no nothing. There's no conversation. Right. And if we constantly, as people, stay in our own little blocks where, you know, just surround yourself with the five people that you want, like, listen, I understand that. But we, this, is, this is a place of 42 million people. And conversations need to happen. And nobody needs to give you permission to go talk to somebody about anything. You know what I mean? You don't need to look to a authority or an official or a government official for anything. People need to discuss and openly h- have conversations. And this is why I think podcasts like this are so important to bring on people who m- quite necessarily don't even agree with you. And we got to get back to some old school, just very basic skills about communication and basic respect. And we'll have a decent year other oh, yeah. than that. So, Should we argue next podcast? 100,000% Alright, we're going to
0: argue next podcast So tune in the next time Hussain and I meet up yeah. uh, We're going to bring guns and knives And argue and fight I'll and, bring some uh, bombs. We'll probably kill each other But that's all we got for tonight Hope you guys are doing well uh, Maybe it's morning time, maybe it's afternoon time Maybe it's evening time uh, But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this Hope you enjoyed your new year I hope you're doing well Um, if you're not, like Hussain said, start a fucking conversation. That's it. Much love. Peace out, motherfuckers. We love you all.